I was like, is it gonna sh- explode my computer? <laughs> it just like down I had a terrifying tech moment earlier today because okay, I've gotten into the habit of on Apple TV when I want to rewind, I'll use the like voice. Feature. Oh my dad! Oh, yeah, totally. Because it's so hard to okay. like use the touchpad to get this like precise like right part of the t- like, uh, rewinding so i'll just yeah. use the voice thing and say rewind 30 seconds rewind one minute and it's like works so much better for me yeah but yeah i was really out of it this morning and for some reason said rewind one week <laughs> instead of one minute so then the tv like went black and I was like, what the fuck is about to happen to me right now? I do not want to relive the last week at It's like all. the movie Click. Wait, yeah. I was going to say, that's like a good idea for a screenplay. It's like, it you're like just like my thoughts are like, rewind one week. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, it opens on you a week ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you get the chance to relive. Day, yeah. That's God. terrifying. That's actually yeah. so scary. I like go got laid off from my job in the past couple weeks so i'm so sorry my been there time is insane right now and at least i have severance so it's good great yeah just like take the time yeah i i love not having to work but i also like do not like function without some sort of external structure so i'll go from like sleeping 16 hours straight to then like not sleeping for like 36 hours straight and like never know what day it is right yeah i've never yeah related to anything more exactly that's like the fun (laughs) that's the yin and yang of life and every day i i say i'm gonna work on my cover letter and resume today and then it's three oh. and I'm stoned and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I'm doing a podcast suddenly. Yeah. It's like, and then I'm podcasting um, on I mean, a Thursday evening. For getting stoned by three. I'm like, 3 p.m. Like, <laughs> you're on top of it. Uh, like, that takes <laughs> you're like, fuck. It's getting there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We're all great. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, though. That is, that sucks. That's, it, really it's a shitty worst. feeling. Yeah, I, I like had a few episodes actually that were on my work laptop that I lost. <gasps> no. The, did they take your laptop? Because you had to, yeah, turn it in? Yeah, like you're bashing yeah. your gun. Oh my yeah. God, that's so sad. The that's way that like sucks. tech companies and most jobs I would say now that have big like, you know, remote workforces do their sure. firings is basically, I mean, the lead up to them telling you you're fired varies but once they do that meeting after the meeting's over this is your like that's your last day you will not work after that meeting's over you will not have access to your computer after that meeting is over you will yeah like not be able to even really access any of the shit and for for me it was i was working at grubhub so it's like the the email address i had the computer i had and like my grubhub account that had all of my like you know discounts fuck. and shit. It's just like, ugh. fuck! Yeah. That's yeah. They can, like, press a button and, like, yeah. annihilate your computer. Exactly, <laughs> like, you never were here. Yeah. yeah That's um, scary. What were you doing for Grubhub? I wrote training materials for call centers. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, like, yeah, like, 
what's the word for when you make other people from other countries do work oh, for cheap? I- outsourcing Outsource? and like yes yeah. that is exactly what i was looking for yeah I, like, <laughs> I used to be in the call center and then they outsourced all of it and then i wrote training materials for yeah like that's kind of cool. in india totally. wow that makes sense Damn. i've definitely done that kind of work and then let go harsh i used to work at a call center and i got fired from it like within three weeks so yeah it's so have you all worked at call centers? Yeah, no, I we've call center myself. I've worked. Oh, okay, yeah. You did oh, okay, writing okay. for something. I just wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've written like a lot of like um, you know, copy for businesses. Yeah, right. Um, etc. Oh. Yeah. Super riveting. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call center, call center stuff. I was just incredibly bad at it because I was trying to like push this app that was like, like a, I don't even know what the point of the app was. It was like to, to, to put everybody's scheduling in one app so businesses could schedule their work events, their personal events, their, you know, corporate events all through one app. And it's like that it doesn't like need to exist. And it also definitely existed already. So I was just like (laughs) cold calling these places in like Florida. And I had to act like I was from the town they were in and be like, hey, it's just like me from your local town. Like, do you want to sign up for this app? And I'd always like pronounce the name of the town wrong. And it was just like, it it was humiliating. Yeah. I would love to get a cold call from you. Yeah, I was, I was, and I was so like just fucking half a person. I, I was, it was my first summer back from because I did, I did some college. I went to college in New York, and by like college, I mean I went for like a year and a half, and then I dropped out, and so I don't feel like I got like the full college experience. But it was when I was like home from college, and I was just like, I want to die, and like working at this call center. But yeah. I feel like that uh, industry of like selling products to other businesses is kind of like a goldmine for just, you know, making things that don't need to exist and then exactly finding like companies that are willing to spend money on it because yeah. companies that like buy products like that just are always desperate to prove that they've, you know, improved their like efficiency by some exactly. time now but it's always yeah. actually because like of some completely unrelated event like the weather or <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, exactly i don't know some new album dropped that put everyone in a good mood and that's actually like what made things tick <laughs> in your so metrics true. that is like what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's never like the stupid ass b2b calendar no. product that they spent Mm-mm. like a million dollars on no, it's like acts of God. Yeah. 100%. Crazy. God. Yeah. And I don't know, the call, the one I worked at, it was what I, I feel guilty about this when I even say it out loud now is it was like a shitty small corporation trying to push this product specifically on like small business owners. So like a like Syrian guy with like a falafel shop, I'd be like calling him and being like, hey, you really need this product. And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. Like, God, that's awful. Like, he just like doesn't can't same... afford it. No. <laughs> yeah, like a small. Yeah, that, 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 that's a bizarre strategy. But that's probably the uh, falafel truck that almost killed sunshine. He was <laughs> yeah. Phone call. Yeah. So like, I actually hope you rot now. <laughs> He's like just <laughs> <almost> killed. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> 
<laughs> having a shitty year yeah yeah Fuck. i'm like i get it yeah 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 it's all we've all um, i was doing some um well, I was like reading just like Nan Golden's um, Wikipedia today, Ooh. and apparently there's already been a documentary about her um, called Oh, called I'll Be Your Mirror, which is very that. It's very like that Nico very, yeah. underground. But anyways, I was watching that before we started, um, and saw like a ton of like more footage of like it was very pixelated because on some like fake website basically but saw some like more footage um like expanding on some from stuff. her cameras or from other people her cameras um also like her uh like literally filming and like interviewing some of the characters that we oh. meet in all the beauty and the bloodshed that is so mm-hmm. cool so i got a little bit more info to bring to the episode um, but it was like super pixelated because it was like a fake website that it was streaming on. But um, that's really cool. But she was narrating it. And it was like she had made it to interview people, and like so I got a little bit. There, there was a lot of footage of like um, Sharon of Sharon and Cookie like talking and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. So that's awesome. That's stuff. probably like the real the, shit. Like, yeah. Not the all the beauty and the bloodshed didn't fucking have so much within. No, it does. Yeah. I was about to say, I, like, forgot that part of the beauty and the bloodshed was related to, like, her filmography as just an artist because it touches on a lot of different themes or, like, I don't even know if that's the word, but just, like, it, it doesn't have, like, one central focus. Like, it's about Big Pharma. It's about her sister. Yeah. It's about her as an yeah. artist. And yeah. I, I liked it, uh, but I... I wonder, yeah, like, what what their thesis was for that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally same. Well, this is all fodder for the pod. Yeah. Um, oh, you did start recording, though. I, it's Yeah, that was the countdown for the bomb. I forgot. Yeah. I thought it was just my computer exploding. <laughs> um, the research I was doing, I was, like, looking to see who had done – or who had won the Oscar instead? Yeah. yeah. Um, we just looked that up right before we started recording, and we were like, oh, it was the documentary that Questlove made about, yeah. like, this other, like, the other Woodstock, uh, The I guess. Summer of Soul, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Questlove made a documentary? He <laughs> sure did. He sure did. And he won an Oscar. I feel like I remember that too because I feel like I was like hate watching the Oscars this year like I really fucking hated the Oscars from this year and I, I feel like I remember being like whoa Questlove's up there but yeah, I love like looking at the uh, all the nominees and watching all the movies and then deciding like if they made the right choice exactly like I am the decider yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah no um so the so director for this one, uh, Lara Poitras? Poitras? I don't know. Yes, Laura po- Poitras. Poitras. Yeah. No, I, I know her too. I know of her, like, I knew her name and I was like, oh shit, it's her. But I don't really know, like, what she's, yeah, of. She did another documentary that did win an Oscar. 
that was about Edward Snowden. Oh, fuck. Okay. And totally. Glenn Greenwald was also like a big part of that that film that makes ended sense. up winning the Oscar. Gosh, that makes sense. Um, I thought that, yeah, yeah, she must have made something before. Um, I really liked this documentary. Um, I mean, I feel like it didn't literally win the Oscar because, like you said, like, there was, like, three different stories kind of being told. For mm-hmm. sure. But um, that being said, was incredible and I could follow it all myself. Yeah. I'm also, like, interested in this stuff in, like, a hyper-fixated way. Right. But I liked that it was um, pretty much all slideshow by Nan and just um, – uh, what is that called voiceover yeah um of people like telling stories and explaining stuff but i love just like because you can't look away because it's not somebody just being interviewed and you don't need to like really see their face while they're it was like just the art with commentary over which was like a cool format i thought yeah yeah i'm trying to think like I really, yeah, it really took me off guard to see it take all those turns. But once it really leaned into the like protests and their fight against the Sacklers, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was pretty compelling. At least for like my attention span, I was like, okay, I I know what's happening. Like I can I yeah. can pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's and it's. I mean, that obviously is like it's just capturing like the trajectory her life took and takes but like it's it's interesting to like see those topics fused together because I totally thought I was going into it just to see like kind of like oh this is about like the 80s and like you know gay culture and like photography and like drug culture and then it turns all of a sudden like I am addicted to opioids and like so are all these other poor terrible people's lives have been like ruined like yeah well there was that other um documentary in I just looked it up because I couldn't remember, but in 2018 called The Crime of the Century about the mm. Sacklers that came out on I HBO. Seen that. Okay. And that was like, I remember like watching that when it came out and like that being kind of the first like synthesized like um, info about the Sacklers. And yeah. people were shocked because it had um, the footage in it of yeah. they mention in The Beauty and the Bloodshed um, of the Sacklers being like, we're making this drug to make it addictive, to yeah. make cash. Like a blizzard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, comment. Yeah, that was so. That was that was crazy to see that kind of like worlds colliding. Because I again, like I just I thought it was going to be about one thing, and then they had so much like expose shit on the Sacklers that I was like gagged watching it. I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and going yeah. back to what you were saying about um, it starting out being more about drug culture within like this queer scene or this yeah. club kids scene. Yeah. Uh, and then ended, ending up being about like opioid addiction, which really is not thought of as like a queer centric issue, but hey, the, no. the club kids are on the front lines of, yeah. of that fight apparently and seem to actually have some success with their protests like they had focused goals of getting the Sacklers names removed from museums and they were able to get a lot of momentum with like one museum would do it and then another museum would do it they would stop accepting money and actually 
replace their name with anonymous donor or something like that. Um, and I don't know. It's interesting. I, I feel like there's a lot to say about like the way protests have evolved since the ones that were featured in this documentary. Um, Sunshine, was it you that like mentioned that you were like in New York at at some point in time when one of these protests was happening? Yeah. Um, I was in, I like was here to visit like right after the, um, uh, event in like the Guggenheim when they like dropped all the prescription pads. That was powerful. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, and like I was walking on the street and there was like were prescription pads all over the street, oh like around, God. um, the park where I was walking. Wow. Um, and, uh, didn't know what it was about at first. And then yeah. because I had already seen the, uh, documentary, um, the crime of the century, I was like, when I saw Sackler, I like recognized it. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Looked yeah. it up and like discovered what it was about. And I was like, period, because yeah, it's the only, because they can't retroactively go back in time and like um, make these like museums and galleries and halls of these iconic historical places exist without the Sackler funding. Like, no. That money made these halls. Exactly. That's over and done with. But what yeah. they can do is get the name taken off. It's just like a tangible, practical step. Yeah. Right. I have like mixed feelings because it's like a lot of protests and I don't know, just like activism is very, you know, symbolic uh, more than substantive. Yeah. Um, but I can respect that their focus, although like sort of symbolic in a way, like just like, oh, the name, it was, they were honest, I guess, about that part of it. Like they, they didn't have this delusion that they were um, doing something that was really going to save the world. And right. I think that like, re- I guess, resonated with my own sense of, uh, like pessimism or something. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I guess like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, okay, what is the, what is the reason the Sacklers want all this art anyway? Like it's, it's I'm trying to put my head in the like, or put myself in the headspace of like these rich people. And I, I imagine <sighs> it's just like a socialite habit. Yeah. Or like, um, I can imagine it's really just PR and just like, um, I feel like it's like an ego thing. Yeah, definitely. Like when you have like housewives that are obsessed with being like the most charitable housewife on right. the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just like hitting their ego. Yeah. Because like you're making more money if you like have the brand and you have the hat and you have the like, you know, the like all the merch, you know, mm-hmm. like associated. Like, so if you're going to be like a billionaire, you like might as well make like the most addictive pharmaceutical and you might as well fund the fund the most important and popular museums museums. and you might as well produce the most important film that's going on like Mm -hmm. you know because then you're on top like yeah explicitly true it's like you're on top in every way and it's also very like cosmopolitan to be kind of like no like we're you know like we're in like we're so rich we're intellectuals too like we can you know like we dabble in art we dabble in you know 
pharmacy we dabble in whatever it's yeah it feels like very like they're just trying to cover all their bases i guess yeah i guess we should like- um but before we get too far into um our theory i feel like um we should just have a, re- a recording of us introducing you as well oh absolutely yeah i <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think we got that part of the record. I was just um, realizing, I'm like, I don't think I ever um, introduced you, and we're deep within the lore at this we point. We are. We are. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, That's so uh, we just jumped right into it. This is We have QAnon on here today, Chris, and it's huge because it's our first guest, and we're very, very, very excited to have him. And <laughs> yeah, so we thank him for coming on. Best podcast name I've heard in a hot I know, minute. It's it's iconic. Thank you so much. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't taken. Um, when I was brainstorming, I basically yeah. was looking for a New Year's resolution and trying to come up with a way to put less energy into my job because. I felt like it wasn't appreciated, so I needed like something to sort of be uh, like manically obsessed with, and I felt like totally. podcast was the way to go. So I yeah. like, just brainstormed a bunch of ideas, and this was just like a name on the, like a list of different ideas. And uh, once I realized, I was like, "Ooh, like this isn't taken." I was like, "Fuck, now I actually have to do this because yeah, if I don't do it, it's I a like sign at that point." Yeah, yeah. Take it. <laughs> exactly. Some some idiot. Yeah. Um, perfect resolution and yeah, perfect name. That's it. I immediately got it. I was like, yeah. And it's like kismet. It's just worked out and it's perfect. It's great branding too. It's like very easy. And I love your, like the stickers and the logo. It's, it's super cool. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like how, uh, it works on multiple levels because if you're, um, politically inclined, you associate it with like, obviously QAnon and like when you say it out loud, it's very easily mistaken for that which i think is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. if people yeah. are talking about it in conversation Perfect. someone's gonna like walk by and be like what yeah but then if you're like in a gay setting i find a lot of people immediately just get as like a grinder name it's very yeah. cute anon, yeah, yeah, sixty nine, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should have made it cute anon sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it cheapens it. No, that's perfect. It, it works on so many levels. I love, I, I love that. That's like, I love a pun too. I'm such a like. Loser I love a play on like, words. I love a more play than on anything. Words. I love wordplay. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, um, Izzy and I's uh, extent of podcast digital design is like a selfie where my, my <laughs> boob is kind of out. <laughs> yeah, Any like selfie, selfie where we're drunk enough to be both yeah. giving like a sex face yeah, in the pic. Like somehow, yeah, when we both look good in the picture, that's our idea of marketing. We're like, wait, that's... this is going to change shit. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, yeah, um, it, it gets the job done. I like it. Thank you. And you know, what's so funny is that our literal, we like did our first episode of this podcast on New Year's Eve into like in 2020, like, you know, New Year's Eve, 2022, 2023. And we recorded it on my phone. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like we were underwater, (laughs) but it's such, it was a really fun episode. It devolves into, (laughs) (laughs) it goes a lot of different places. It devolves into us um, addressing Kanye's 
comments, comments on the Jewish mm-hmm. people <laughs> and also us that. connecting to like Amy Winehouse's existence yeah. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we covered a lot of ground, and and then at the end we like do our New Year's resolutions, and they were yeah. But I, I just I, that really resonates with me the idea of like wanting to like start the new year by like I don't know because like I feel like you know everybody has a podcast and it's so easy to be like I'm gonna start one and then it's like what if you just finally did it and like right. it feels great and I I. I work full time and I, I give a lot to my job and it, it it does feel like this is my respite from that because it's an activity yeah. that takes my time that isn't like taking my time in a way that hurts. So yeah, I totally good to have hobbies that. and I yeah you have to have a fucking, fucking hobby. lit hobby that it's a we fun have. hobby yeah it is I learn a lot I like get to be busy yeah. and I get to like totally find gossip and. Just be as schizo as I want to be and call it creativity. But I'm obsessed with both of our, yeah, no, I've told, yeah, absolutely. Our pods being like basically sisters. They are very much like twins. They're born on the same night, literally. Literally. That's kind of amazing. They were conceived, separated at birth. Yeah, exactly. Like the stars aligned. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just realizing this now, like on the parent trap. We're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we have like the picture. There's torn in exactly. Half. Yeah, <laughs> we put it together. It's like our shitty selfie with like our nice. <laughs> yeah, it's our it's our like drunk selfie yeah. in your beautiful digital art. Wait, yeah, period. <laughs> that's kind of iconic. I really love that. I feel like that's a good time. It's a good time to like start the year right. Is just be like, fuck it. This year, I'm just gonna do. You know, I'm gonna do it. This year I'm gonna. This, I'm yeah, finally gonna do it. Spits yeah. out with my BFF like on the mic. Yeah, I'm gonna get like, get drunk on the microphone <laughs> and like, make people listen to it on Spotify. It's kind of cool how I don't know if you felt this way, but I was kind of gagged the whole time how um I could just do it. Like like not the tech part continues to be a thorn in my side, <laughs> but like you know you can just post it to Spotify. I was like. Now oh it's God, on right. Apple Music. Like, fuck you people. Like, you, it's there. Like, I can yeah. post a link to it. It was kind of surreal, <laughs> you know? It's not, yeah, it's, there's not a huge barrier to entry. No. Right. Aside from, like, the discipline <laughs> and just, like, the courage. Because I think... Exactly. Like, I could be, like, you know, spreading misinformation. Like, oh, my God, it's so complicated. It takes hours. You'll never figure it out so that I don't have any... <laughs> don't bother yeah but honestly like it takes balls too so kudos kudos to y'all for getting no you as well and like it's yeah yeah that's the amazing part of it you just have to like take that first step and then you know we actually i'm on spotify for whatever reason a couple of our episodes got that in like misinformation banner remember that sunshine i don't remember i think it's because we were talking about like we're talking about covid we're COVID. Making, we're, we're talking about the vaccine. About COVID, yeah, yeah, and it, we're making up, yeah, talking shit, and it just um gave us a little banner for a while, and they took it away. So I was like, that's fine too, but I kind of liked having it because I was like, that's kind of yeah, kind, like being like, mm, like yeah. I was like, what did yeah. we even say? Like, I felt like risque. Yeah, I, exactly. I remember like when we finally like published an episode for real. I was like, oh no, um, people are gonna hear what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, like, that shit was recorded. Like, that's the like, point. Yeah, <laughs> Damn it, kind of the point. Um. And I learned real quick that I was like, A, I'm talking too fat. I'm going, I'm excited as hell to be chatting on record with my buddy. Um, But also I was like, 
I gotta think about I gotta think before I speak <laughs> I, you know I think I like I like the idea of just not thinking before you speak when yeah because you to gotta be podcast. you gotta be courageous and you gotta be iconic be, to, you gotta um, shoot from the hip and you gotta tell it like it is but yeah. it is I think that we we suffer from kind of like this not to sound uh misogynistic but it's like that kind of like valley girl thing where like when two girls get together and start talking we just start talking so fast sometimes and i'll yeah. like listen back when i'm editing and i'm like jesus christ like, you're just like talking <laughs> at the speed of light just like I gotta get you. you know it's like what all of our boyfriends complain about you know where they're like yeah. around you and it's just like literally like hens clucking i know <laughs> i know it is. you know it's I just we're just excited to, uh, the rest of the uh uh dang the sexy wait what was it the sexy sexy unique, unique bender bender that's it that's it <laughs> earlier today so oh my god and i totally agree that um these girls are sucking the life out of these gay men and it's thank it's you right. it's scary it's a scary phenomenon it's it's hard to watch it really Um, is yeah yeah i could go on i like one of the episodes that i lost when my like when grubhub took my laptop or whatever was um (laughs) partially about just yeah like this season of vanderpump rules and then partially about uh this rumor that taylor swift like killed a hamster at a sleepover when she was in grade school. Can you elaborate <laughs> on the latter part of that at all, or would you like to? I or absolutely will. I, okay. Because I don't think I'm going to re-record it, and so I'm just yeah. going like, to like what a loss here. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Now, now I have the opportunity. So, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like my understanding of it has evolved. There was a friend of mine in college who knew somebody that was a roommate of of somebody that like went to the same elementary school back when Taylor Swift was still in Pennsylvania before her family like moved her to um, the Nashville area for her music career and like canon like within the Taylor Swift canon it's known that she (laughs) didn't have a ton of girlfriends early on and uh, doesn't like didn't have a super easy time making friends at sure. like her younger years and yeah. so this story spread around somehow and got to me years ago that when she was at her very first sleepover it was like oh she finally got invited to a sleepover um the host <laughs> wakes up the next morning and her hamster is like dead in the freezer So I kind of forget about it. And then when I'm thinking of ideas for the pod, I was like, wait, I need to dig this up. So I'm doing research (laughs) and I start finding all of these random tweets, like not a lot, maybe like three total from different accounts telling the same story that I have heard. Um, And so I messaged all of these people trying to say, hey, like, what do you know about this? Like, can you give me more information or can you connect me to somebody that has more information? And <laughs> they, none of them responded, but some of them then like deleted the tweets that I had found. I got screenshots. Yeah, they're probably so them. scared. Yeah. I don't know, okay, probably. Good. And yeah, I, um, I should be scared. But no. I actually am, I've come to the point where this is what I think actually happened. I think hmm. that the hamster 
died. Hamsters just die for like weird reasons. They do, like, for sure. Every day. Creatures. Yeah, Especially, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, since we've started recording this podcast, they <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I think she may have panicked and put it in the oh, freezer. Oh, totally. Because she was like, was probably nervous at her first sleepover and didn't know what to how to like really interact with the girls and uh, maybe just was like afraid of telling anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the girls at the sleepover were like, you know, rightfully kind of like traumatized by the experience, but spread a little like vicious story. Well, it's like, I don't know. I feel like um, y'all wish like Taylor Swift was like fucked up enough to like. Right. Yeah. Do like it. strangle a hamster in cold blood. She probably yeah. just like had like a little autistic moment where she was like, yeah. If I say that I found yeah, what it, am I gonna it's going to be weird. Like, no, and that really <laughs> endears me to her because I was and also was like, like weird. I don't know. I, I, I could see myself <laughs> in that situation just being like, well, the hamster's dead and, and they're all sleeping and I have to go put it in the freezer and I'll be like, I don't know how I got there. For all I know, they'll, it'll be fine. I'm like, the dad did it. I don't know. Like, you know, like there's there's so many options. Yeah, that's like heartbreaking. <laughs> dad did it. That's like a short story that I'm going to like write. You have to write that short story <laughs> now, Sunshine. You have to be like morally ambiguous. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. An anti-hero. <laughs> Exactly, oh, or yeah, the um, mastermind is exactly a, one of the songs that like uh, has lyrics that I was referencing earlier. But yeah, I think she like basically exactly. didn't get invited to any other um, sleepovers, and then shortly after moved to Tennessee, and then from there kind of like got her social life on track, from what I sure. understand. Totally, and um, now here she is. Here she is. I saw, her. And I saw her in Chicago. The Eras Tour, is that what it's called? Did you love I, it? Yeah, I really did. That's really awesome. was fun. I had a good time. And uh, You talked about everyone. this on Thought Topics. Wait, is that when you got, like, did someone get, did you get trampled almost or someone got trampled? Or we were, something? There was yeah, that, I talked about this on Thought Topics. Um, yeah. And I had to escape, like, a bottlenecked crowd that's scary yeah yeah, yeah when you're making that decision it's a hard when you, that yeah, like where, to, yeah. Where, do, where do i give up this experience of this concert and i save my life like, right you know oh <laughs> yeah i mean yeah say what you will about swifties but i i felt safer around them than like you know a bunch of travis scott fans oh my, oh my god are you kidding no i think you're in a you're in a safe space there and i'd, I'd feel yeah. really bad if i contributed to the death of like a sweet girl at the eras tour i don't know i would that feel I like shit other people i yeah, feel like yeah. shit it was like her special night and like you know yeah wow but yeah that's my that's my scoop on taylor i'm still digging if i find more uh i'll i'll bring bring it back around because please do yeah i found all these other weird coincidences about hamsters and celebrities and i was about to say there's like you know how come celebrities always have these you know there's the richard gear and the gerbil that's a gerbil yeah exactly there's there's so many you know there's some rodents alone exactly what's going on exactly they're very their lives are expendable clearly everybody just feels like they're just like nothing one of the Sad. crazy things I found, I, re- I like, went and rewatched because somebody that I was messaging, like, told me to go find this old award show where this weird hamster thing happened and Taylor was in the crowd and it was, like, a weird, like, <laughs> camera pan. 
And so I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. It was like the Golden Globes from like 2013 or something where she was at the award show because she wrote a song or did a song for the Hunger Games that year. Mm-hmm. It was um, one of the years that like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosted and Slay. Like, made some jokes at her expense. Yes, um, I remember that. It was, yeah, it was a big uh, like headline after the show, I guess, because yes. Taylor tweeted something like about right. supporting women. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what it ended up being, which – it wasn't about Taylor Swift. It was about Jodie Foster. Uh, um, so this guy was giving Jodie Foster an award for her like lifetime work, um, and she—I don't even—it didn't make any sense. He was like, "Me and Jodie have a few things in common," and he starts listing them. And the third one he lists is that they always wanted to have a hamster. So then. Somebody like approaches her in the crowd with a silver platter, lifts up the lid, and it's this fake hamster. And her instinct was to grab it and go like, "I'm like eat it." <laughs> and the crowd was so confused, and I was just. And it like pans yeah. to Taylor Swift. Uh, it did not pan to Taylor Swift. Okay, sadly, okay, I, thought, I, yeah, okay. I think that they just confused two blonde lesbians with each other. <laughs> Very true. Period. Of different age groups. That's um, that's one that makes you think about the Illuminati, honestly, where you're kind of like, there are some say, like inside like, like Well, it's I know. mean, yeah, it comes back to what we were saying about like literally the Sacklers, where it's like, rich yeah. people, why do they um why do they like what they like? Yeah. Why are they doing what they're doing? Why are like, they well, seeking what, what they're they, seeking? Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Why do they laugh at what they laugh and at? Scary. Like, it is scary. That's like sinister. That's so oh. strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've watched a lot of Curb lately. Recently. Yeah, okay. no, I'm gonna be thinking about and it. He, and he does movies. like a big spoof um, on the Richard Gere like gerbil thing. There's like a few episode arcs in season like eight or something where like everyone thinks yes. Larry has a gerbil up yes. his ass, and like it is yes. a thing. Like yes, the celebs. I mean, obviously <laughs> they people. have like their scary Epstein like islands and stuff, but they also just right. like they like to be sticking like rodents up their ass. Exactly. <laughs> It's the only thing that gives you joy anymore, I guess, once you are like have billions of dollars, I guess. Yeah. Fuck. It's dark. Oh, my God. I'm, like, like trying to decide whether or not to go on this other tangent about uh, Carol Radziwill from Real Housewives of New York. Because I've been – because you said Jeffrey Epstein. And yeah. And I was watching season seven today. And yeah. And there's all of these moments where when she's dating that young, hot chef, Adam – uh, like Luann's chef, he's yeah. like 28, so nothing crazy in that age gap. But there's all these jokes that she's making and like weird slips. At one point, she's like, "He's 28. Like it's great. We like each other. It is what it is. It's not that serious. Do I wish he was 20 years younger? Yes, I do." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they correct her, and she's like. I meant to say 20 years older and Luann's like 30 and slip. I mean, bitch, that is, yeah. That's a Freudian slip if I ever heard Yikes. One. Jesus. <laughs> Good and God. In a, in a different episode, she's makes a joke about liking them young and how her rule is as long as they were born in the new millennia. Um, <gasps> at the time, that was like 2014. <laughs> Me? Yeah, literally. Like, girl, what the fuck? 
<laughs> so I was just like, I, you would think like for a person who, uh, I, I don't remember when the scandal of Epstein broke out, but I, I guess maybe yeah. it was bef- like after, but I mean, I mean, I do know it was like a scandal. lot of reporting that happened. Yeah, the he'd been charged many <laughs> times over the years. Yeah, the scandal of Epstein. Yeah. But it literally, like, it literally didn't matter until it literally was the scandal. Until, until like, he, like, like died. Like, until it was the... Like, I guess, like, quote-unquote, like, keeps getting charged with shit and getting in trouble, but, like, nothing was literally happening no until one cares. that life yeah. was, was dead. And I say exactly. that in heavy quotations. Dead. Yeah, You're like, he's not dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so well, Carol, like, has... You, I don't know if y'all know this... One of her books, the inner cover of her like author photo, it's like photo by Jelaine Maxwell. You're kidding me! Are Mitch? you kidding? Are you? I'm you are serious. not. They were Have... friends. They were was she friends. on the logs? Do you know if she's on the logs or not? Like the flight I don't logs? Think she's she's on gotta the logs. be. You know who's on the logs? Courtney Love is on the Epstein logs. Ooh, I don't want to say that. that, but it's true. And like every male actor we love. I mean, ev- of course. And they're all like, I don't know. It was a nice plane. Like I wanted to um, go to a beach. To be like, my my like worst higher. nightmare is that somebody's like has to ask me in my life like if I was on the logs. It's like <laughs> that's fucked up. Like yeah, I would hate to. It be shouldn't asked. be a matter of concern if I like took a flight or not. Like I shouldn't be. <laughs> I shouldn't be sorry. I'm just enjoying my Saturday. Yeah, doing like, crime. No, I, no, that's. I love scary. Carol. I think Carol is like hilarious, and I love yeah. her story. Um, but she also is like what, like the widow of like some British royalty. So it's just yes, because like, the Radzuals are, are happening huge. right here. Like yeah, got the British royalty. The friendship well, with how do you say it? Is it Ghislaine or Ghislaine? It's Ghislaine. It's Ghislaine. Oh, and Ghislaine is like British royalty essentially, so it it makes sense. Yeah. Who did I call it's... Ghislaine Maxwell recently? Oh, um, Lala from Lala Vanderpump from Rules. Vanderpump. Yeah, that was that was cunt of you. That was she very is. accurate. She kind of is. Like, I have a fuck. I hate that bitch. I get it. I'm not. I'm not a Lala head. Yeah, we can yeah. we can go down that rabbit hole. I I uh, she's not my least favorite or my favorite who are your I least actually, favorites and your favorites okay i actually think lala kind of could be promoted to housewife oh she very she much could do absolutely it. yeah she has what with, it takes like with a sex predator <laughs> yeah this fucked up guy and he's, she's not really yeah. getting enough like airtime about that specific thing she's not no it's all so okay, yeah my favorites um are we just doing like all throughout the yeah, show? The yeah whole, from, the, from the beginning yeah, yeah. yeah like stassi same and um damn who was the other person that i liked a lot uh i mean stassi's my favorite yeah that's same. great because us too i feel like she's the favorite of the females for me easily yeah yeah i like Kristen also but Kristen, i am obsessed with and also i this is kind of just like an aside and this isn't even that much of a um tangent but it's kind of a tangent sunshine i on the fourth of july nope it was the second of july i um was at pirates and i swam all the way out to a boat that was like a ship that was in the ocean because i wanted to see if they'd give me a drink if i got if i got out there 
you know? Period. And so I swam all the way out there and I, it's like Cassidy was there too. It wasn't just me, but I had like my tits out cause it's a nude beach. And so I finally, mm-hmm. I can't swim very well. I finally swim all the way out to the ship and I'm like, well, they have to let us on now. And they're all, you know, it's, it's a bunch of women with fake tits. Their tits are out. It's like some old pervert. So I'm like, they're going to let us on. So I push Cassidy up and I hoist her onto the boat and I help her. And then I'm alone in the ocean and there's no one to hoist me up now. And so I'm trying to use my meager upper body strength to get on this paddleboard <laughs> to pull myself up on to the boat via a ladder. And this this fucking guy is just trying to help me up there to like get me on the boat and he's just laughing at me because he's like you are so fucked up right now and i'm like maybe so but also i just swam like a mile and like i you know all this there's so many levels to it but i i was just slipping and sliding around half naked on that paddleboard in front of just a whole boat of people rich people and i was like i feel like Kristen doty right now that's like all that could go okay. through my head because when I finally got onto the boat too, the whole, this old guy's bit for the rest of the time I was on that fucking boat was like, damn, this girl, you need to give her some water. Cause she's fucked up. Like it's 10 PM and it's only two. And I was like, I feel like Kristen. Cause I was like, I, I kept being like, I have a job. Like I work at, I'm like not stupid. <laughs> like I'm not stupid. Like stop talking about me. Like I'm stupid. Like, okay. Yeah, very Kristen. Kristen Doty. It just also, felt very Kristen. I'm pissed at you for not telling me about that. I just that's haven't had a channel. To get, I just haven't had a chance to talk about that it. That can't be true. It was kind of haunting. It was just bad. It was just that like, and it very was very Kristen like Kristen Doty behavior. It was, and I was like, this was a degrading. Safe. It was a degrading situation, and I felt degraded. But I was like, I, I was like, that's those are those moments when I feel like Kristen, or when I fall in public, when I fall very hard onto the ground. I feel like yeah. Kristen, which but... we've covered on the pod before. Totally, yeah. <laughs> so, that was yeah. yeah. I love her personalities. Um, actually, I also really love yeah. Trina. I forgot. That's who I couldn't think of. That's you know what that's that's a very popular opinion and I think I get it. I think she looks like Alyssa Edwards from Drag Race. I think like in the period she bad. has she has a very she has a very like my favorite Drag Race contestant like what exactly she like goes goes like this with her her little face her her nose yeah exactly I don't know how to explain like, it like, <laughs> no she has a little like baby face yeah she has she has that like chinlessness that Alyssa Edwards and like just the kind of like the <laughs> yeah and the you know. The yeah, I have to respect you know. of Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> I would never say that to her. Fa- I would never say that about Alyssa to her face. I mean, but, um, period, though. Um, Jax has got to be my favorite fucking character of Vanderpump Rules of all yeah, time. Yeah, we're huge ever. Jax heads. He's I'm a huge Jax. He feels guy. like the the diva of the show. You know, like he's, he's the number he's one very, guy in the group. He is, oh, and yeah, he's he's a, he's, he's a real queen, and I I just love him to death. Yeah, I love him. And his story is interesting too, because he like used to live with some old faggot in Florida that like oh exactly was a male prostitute hundred percent hundred percent he was renting yeah obviously and I respect that more than I respect anything so exactly agreed he fucked his way to the top exactly period um you know and literally who else did that um is literally Nan Golden. Um, Period! <laughs> to bring yeah. it back around. One of the, yeah. one of the, well, because one of the darkest parts in the documentary is when she's like, um, oh, yeah. I never, um, I never like was a secret keeper, but something I never talk about is that like, oh. yeah, I worked in the houses. Right. That was And it's like, oh, insane. right. Well, right, and right, like, right. I kind of, I kind of loved when she was like, she was talking about how she like 
wanted to get this cabbie to help her get all of her art up the steps of this big, you know, and she was like, so yes. I sucked his dick. So he'd help me carry it. And She's I was like, like, I literally blew my way into the art world. Yeah. Yeah. And she was so like, it, she wasn't precious about it. And it wasn't like this labored, like intellectualized thing. She was like, yeah, I just like did that. And like, it's, it's sad when you think about it and it's like kind of a lot to reckon with, but I was kind of like, there's no, there's no degree of that anymore. And I feel like I'm more in that kind of like, not that I want it to all be like liberty and like sucking and fucking all the time, you know, but I just mean like there's, you know, you don't know, you do what you do to, to, to get what you need. And it's kind of like, I just respected how she was kind of like, yeah, like that's, you know, what I did. Yeah. But, she was like, I, this is how I bought the film for my camera yeah, to keep taking pictures. How I afforded. Yeah. It's crazy. There's like, I think it's not that, that kind of like, um, literal, prostitution out of like desperation doesn't happen anymore it's just that there's like an overwhelming amount of um rhetoric being like prostitution let's not even use that word sex work is always healthy and your choice and normal yeah um whereas it's important to remember and reflect on the fact that it is not always that and that uh, a lot of the artists who like literally invented everything that we all now know and hold dear literally had to suck dick to get to that yeah. and that it wasn't pretty and cute and no. their choice. No, that's like very, very, very true. And I, it, she even said that in the document. She was like, it's not a party. You know, she was like, you can say what you will about it. Like it's not, she's not a problem with doing sex work, but it's not like a party all the time. And it's yeah. And she's even while she's telling her story about some like really rough things she went through, her whole point is in I think all the beauty and bloodshed is destigmatizing totally stuff as yeah. gnarly as prostitution and desperation and as gnarly as the worst of the worst drug use, which is like sure. So destigmatizing isn't about saying that things are like all swell and good, right? It's about no. like realizing them and like making right. them real. At to least other discussing people. it. Yeah. Yeah. The nuance. Yeah, it's not like of it all. No shame. Like rebrand to like. Yeah. Like yeah. Miners that are victims of trafficking, like workers. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. I know. It's. I mean, I. What. What constantly kind of gets me is how. Like, I feel like I'm not really tapped into like the world of teenage internet use because i'm like 25 but like i feel like there's a push now for girls when they turn 18 to just start an only fans because it's so like it's so marketed it's like oh yeah no like you can make money at home just like making videos as long as you're like mm-hmm. of age and it's like you are that is like almost a form of trafficking to be like once you hit you know that magic number go ahead and just do whatever you want with your body to make money because it's so easy over the internet and it's like i just i still feel like that is so far removed from what people still go through and used to go through with like actual sex work on the streets that's like you know yeah there's this like fucked up new york times article that i remember seeing on my timeline because they were describing this trans woman named candy i think that was uh kind of just casually telling the story of having this house where she had her you know daughters if you will um and was trying to take care of people that had been cooked out of their home. And then Mm -hmm. it's like telling these trans kids that uh, are in her care that the only way they're going to survive in the world is if they prostitute themselves. And I'm like, 
Bitch, you're a pimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at that point. Like, I'm honey, sorry. yeah. You're a trans His... sex trafficker. Just yeah, they, it, you're trans <laughs> less of a sex trafficker. No, we can all do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, it's no, that's very there's this um scene in this uh um one of her novels is Miles from Nowhere by Nami Moon. She's the author that I went to Chicago to like do a retreat with. Um mm-hmm. but there's a scene in this like um fiction novel of hers um or like collection of short stories you know, one of the same where this like, um, mom who's like a hooker, who's like this, like Colombian woman who like, like Latinx woman who like wears like a Marilyn Monroe outfit to like go out and like hook at night. And like, that's how she like, gets her like men. She's like talking to the main character of the novel. And she's like, I always tell my daughter, like when she grows up, like she should just be a poet. Like don't go to college. Like fuck, like educate, like just be like a fucking like, artists and like do whatever you got to do to get there and it's like that kind of like literally like pimp like character like attitude but like guised as like mother or like right helper. like this is like a uh, it's a trans woman like how could this be a harmful person right it's Ugh. like that doesn't it's really dark. It's really sad. It's, it's really to dark. With. And that's and that's like the that's I mean that's like the nature of pimping and 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 trafficking and and being an actual prostitute is that you get you get more money sometimes if you bring younger girls around or whatever. That's just like a part of it. And that's just such an evil thing to like reckon with. But it's Damn. just like so many like cycles and layers of like abuse and like shit you've been put through yourself so you have lesser boundaries. It's just it's so sad. It's dark. That's a, but a good point. Yeah. Okay, I want to I want to ask either of you just like for the sake of the listeners, what how would yes. you describe like Nan Golden? Like what who is she? Ooh. In Good a couple questions. sentences. Ooh. You can go. You want to go, Sunshine? Take it. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say that she's one of the most important photographers of the last, you know, how many, I don't know, 50 that, years I mean, now? Yeah, at least. Just like, totally. just, you know, <clears throat> I would say that she um, is one of the biggest um voices in terms of like documenting and commentating on like the aids crisis somebody who like lived through it um Mm -hmm. and it was a big part of her life um and she's a gay icon in her you know sexuality lessness um but yeah one of the most important um photography figures her her activism i think has always been her because of what just like the nature of what she was doing um totally like moving to provincetown in like the 70s like is a form i was of gagged by that i love like it. that just it like was. is like it you know was. like um because like to move there and like become a, assimilate yourself in that community like in the midst of aids in the midst yeah. of like um the like political climate at that time like is activism to be like, I'm going to go literally reroute myself and like hunker down in this like gay community and work at this like dyke bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Very scary, um, which I feel like a lot of people in this day and age don't understand the scariness of being queer. And I think that they like hold on to that and like try and posture as that, but they don't understand like you, you had to move to a different part of the country in order to be safe. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. This is somebody who experienced that 
let's hear her voice. Then for her to be open and honest about being on the other side of prescription opioid addiction, she proves time and time again to be somebody who is not only like an artist um, and in tune with a kind of psychic unrest that we experience as Americans, but she is also an artist in that she's willing to like bear her soul and like be honest. Like I was fucking hauled up in my apartment in my fucking forties and fifties snorting oxy. Yeah. That's fucking embarrassing and dark. No, it's yeah. God. Sorry, I just went off on I'm stoned as shit. No, that was <laughs> off on a random on a tangent. No. That was literally beautifully put. Um yeah, I couldn't agree more. Agreed. I feel like that yeah, that said that covered a lot of it. And I feel like one thing I love about Nan Golden is that she um she bared her soul and it, her her art is very personal, but it doesn't like um I don't know what the it doesn't put herself in that position. Like I feel like we talked about this in our group chat about like protest as like martyrdom or whatever. Yeah. Or as like masochism for the sake of like, look at me, look at me, like I've had the worst. She never does that. She's like just showing a side of the world and her her life and her world that is so so honest and brutal sometimes but never like it's never it just never feels like self um aggrandizing or like sorry for yourself or what have you and um yeah yeah and i i feel like her work is very important and i don't think her name is mentioned often enough and her photographs are something to behold and they're really gorgeous and her pivot to doing like prescription drug activism stuff is also really special because it's also that isn't it's like it's like when you think about like club kids or you know the people of the 80s and the counterculture the drugs you did then and then now you're all in your 60s or whatever and and you're gonna have some aches and pains so you start taking a pain pill or two and then you suddenly Mm -hmm. are hooked on that and it's like that's kind of she learned how to like grow with the times and and she's always doing something relevant i feel like but yeah yeah. Well, yeah, because now, instead of just the oxy crisis, I mean, I guess you can draw a pretty straight line from the oxy addiction problem to now, like fentanyl being totally so much more dangerous. Yeah. And even her, who had been snorting oxy for years, had a bit of fentanyl and over was yeah. probably close to dying yeah she could have not whatever made whatever dose she had mm-hmm. um so i i i don't know like i guess i've been thinking about it more recently that this fentanyl problem didn't just like come out of nowhere and like there are powerful people that like have blood on their hands definitely um with all of the drug crises that started out with like pharmaceutical marketing. Yeah. And the fentanyl crisis isn't like isolated to people like ingesting and overdosing on fentanyl. Like fentanyl is such a um, controlled substance that like um, a friend of mine's father was a firefighter his entire life um, for like 20 plus years and in the last 10 years, I would say it's probably like six years ago or so, he was responding to a call manning um, 
either a fire truck or an ambulance. I can't remember. I think it was a fire truck, but they had fentanyl on the truck that he was supposed to be manning. Mm -hmm. And because of what the emergency called for, he went and had to go like tend to the victim, what was going on. And in the like short seconds that he was not tending to his truck, the fentanyl was robbed like and stolen. Oh my God. And my friend's dad literally like losing tenure at a college, like lost his job and any benefits he might have like received from that and like had to become a handyman, like out of nowhere. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like fentanyl, um, in of itself, um, is such a hazard. Oh, in yeah. what it's designed for, what it's for. That's mm-hmm. why this kind of taps into my mixed feelings that I have um, about the beauty and the bloodshed towards the end of it. Um, when they start to talk about like safe use and um, mm. like stigma around like drug use and stuff, because I'm like, at what point is it unhealthy to to um, literally like arm every american with narcan at what point is that unhealthy yeah like at what point are we like accommodating too much yeah like with the safe usage sites for people that uh i mean there's a lot to say like and i've read a lot of different points of view but it sounded like man in one of the final scenes was in uh, a courtroom explaining that right. maybe it was a maybe it wasn't a courtroom it was, it was a, a it was meeting. a courtroom i think yeah it was, it was over something. zoom but it was it was because it was like COVID, but it was like the courtroom meeting like, with the sackler family yeah okay so and there's a scene she's explaining that the way that she's able to deal with her illness is through going to these safe usage sites yeah that um don't give out you know fentanyl but they give something for people that are going through withdrawals. Was it Suboxone? To- like, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. And that's like a really touchy subject where I can sort of see an argument against it and also see like how that is so important for like specific people, but it, it doesn't create a culture of like making it too normal or making it too easy or making it too like accessible like to people to just go get you know quote unquote safe drugs to manage their um like addiction crisis yeah no i don't know that's that's a really good point like safe use sites and when i lived in portland i lived across the street from a um, methadone clinic and I would see this same like really young couple who were probably like in their 20s like park outside my house and like cross the street to the methadone clinic and like come out of the methadone clinic and then like sit in their cars like passed out like as though they were on heroin yeah. and like like every day and yeah. um Fuck. I don't know I think that there's a kind of inclination for somebody like Nan to think that the Denial from the government for X assistance equals oppression because she lived with the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. and because um, she was a colleague and like friend of somebody like David. What is his last name? Starts with a W. I, I know. It's like a. It's I a think very, it's like Polish. Like, 
Polish it's, last I can't, name. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't. kill myself for not remembering because um, I know. he's so famous. I'll I know. But his whole ethos being, um, you know, the media and the church are trying to deny us our voice and trying to deny us funding because that was literally what was happening. Right. Um, I think just like was so relevant and so true when it came to AIDS, which was the most devastating thing. Yeah. In that era. And especially in someone like Nan's life. Um, Oh, here it is. But I don't know that it particularly, it was like, Wojnowik. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. You still can't. Anyways. Um, I don't know that it particularly um, applies to the drug addiction thing because the drug addiction thing, they even say at some point in all the beauty and the bloodshed, Nan even says drug addiction is not a moral issue. No. And I think that like once drug addiction, drug addiction has like taken hold of somebody that it like isn't a moral issue that it's like something that's happened, but I think it must start there and that's not to blame the victim i'm just saying like it is an issue that requires not only chemical treatment it requires therapy and literally rehabilitation of course and it and it requires i feel like some degree of stigma just because it it's not it's not not a gag normal it's not no it's not and it's not good for you and it's not your fault but i feel like it's almost adjacent to how i feel about sex work where it's like yes it happens yes there shouldn't be like shame or blame but like it shouldn't be so it shouldn't be permitted to the point that it's like a just another facet of society necessarily encouraged more so i feel and in it but that's i think you know and i feel like I, i know the scene chris is talking about in the documentary where it's like i think what ann was saying was like i can't do the full sober thing i rely on like methadone or whatever to keep mm-hmm. me off the actual bad bad drugs so i can't do the whole like you know completely whatever like no no medication no no assistance no nothing i need something to get me through this but i and that's you know that's totally fine but i feel like i yeah i would hate to live in a world where it's where it's i don't know because if you permit something to to too much of an extent i feel like it starts hitting younger and younger and lives just spiral and it's just not it doesn't need to happen yeah i I was going to draw a comparison to the way like gay men are marketed prep as like an hiv prevention medication that also like has this effect of normalizing like promiscuity and kind of telling this demographic that this is who they are and this is what they should do. And this is like the life that they are seeing like on, like, I mean, literally watch any fucking housewife like franchise and you're going to see 10 (laughs) commercials telling you how to be, a calm dump and what medicine to take. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay. It's insane. It's insane. And like, of course it's good that medicine is preventing the spread of HIV, but like totally. these commercials are fucked up. Like yeah, any, any, any pharmaceutical commercial is like such an American phenomenon that like other countries look at us like we're insane for that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, it's it directly tied. And I completely agree with that about the, the prep thing it's but it is directly tied to the sacklers inventing the narrative of again yeah. you're in pain. we need to alleviate all your pain 
Right. Um, the one thing I did when I did go to community college for like a year and a half was, um, I wrote like a thesis, um, like a pre-thesis, um, like big essay about, um, basically the invention of pain and like, uh, Mm. different ways in which doctors rate pain between like men and women. And it was like ultimately like a pretty like feminist paper I wrote in Portland about like um, how doctors like deny that women are in pain or whatever. Yeah. But it's like um, everything is for profit in this mm-hmm. nation we live in, including how much pain you're in or not. So if yeah. we can convince you you're in more pain than you are, if we convince you you, me- you need more alleviation than you do, we can make more money. Right. If we can convince you that you're super promiscuous and that's your only thing in life is that you as a gay man you just want to fuck 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 mm-hmm. we can tell you this tell that if even as a woman I, in growing up in the like 2010s and stuff as a teenager i was like literally basically told like you're you have to be on birth control because you're gonna mm-hmm. get pregnant you're gonna get 16 and pregnant sure. yeah and so i was on birth control at like 14 15 mm-hmm. 16 on the pill that's mm-hmm. fucked yeah yeah, yeah, it's crazy how libs can, like, understand, like, representation mattering when it comes to, like, I don't know, having a lead of color in a Netflix special, but don't see how the representation problem extends to, like, the narratives tied up in all of the medicalization of identity from, like, women to trans people, like, going through, like, whatever medical, like, processes that they're sold to you just like you know some random like fat white bitch in like minnesota that's addicted to like her pain medicine like sure it's it's all like (laughs) yeah (laughs) literally period hold on my computer's gonna die i have to go grab my charger but you guys go get it it. two seconds okay yeah we don't want that no, that would be awful. Um, it counts down from five and then explodes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree, and I feel like that's kind of like what we were saying in our group chat the other day about like how um, nowadays I feel like protest and leftism is very much like accepting the party line and accepting what you're given and accepting right. like oh they're all here to help you like you you want to be part of the conversation you want to be represented and it's like sometimes the actual answer is just to form your own fucking community with people you know you can trust and not listen to anything that they tell you because they're trying to sell you medication like all the time like that's what it comes down to like they don't do it out of the goodness of their hearts you know what i mean like even legislation any of that stuff, it's just, I, there's always like a, an ulterior motive and know? journalists are tied up in it too like you can't like really fucking trust news sources to be no exactly like, like straightforward about what's going on because they just want to sensationalize Never. and you know there's an agenda like, like we're, make people get addicted to being angry so that's what they tap into so it's like a dopamine rush or whatever to yeah. be outraged and right like it doesn't matter if what they say is like a good dep- depiction of reality if it makes people no. like like you know hooked to their screen um i have pulled up this thing that i I guess it's from okay Justice Thomas, and here I go because like I have not been reading the news because I like don't know I don't, what yeah. is actually worth reading. But yeah, I know the Supreme same. Court has been on a bunch of shit recently, um, and so I don't know if this is like in relation to the affirmative action uh, like Supreme Court decision, but it's from Justice Thomas, and he I'm just gonna read some of it. it says. 
notice the masochistic tendency of leftist tactics. Leftist protests by lying down in front of vehicles. They intentionally provoke police or racists to abuse them, etc. These tactics may often be effective, but many leftists use them not as a means to an end, but because they prefer masochistic tactics. Self-hatred is a leftist trait. Leftists may claim that their activism is motivated by compassion or by moral principle. Moral principle does play a role, um, but compassion and moral principle cannot be the main motives for leftist activism. Hostility is too prominent a component of leftist behavior. So is the drive for power. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on. He's kind of like reading the girls. I don't yeah. know. No. <laughs> yeah. support, like the, I can't co-sign his entire statement because I didn't read it. But that part, right. I was like, oh. It's, it's literally um, really well, he, period literally ate that when you that tells, I was like yeah. holy shit I know um, but it, it's literally the opposite of what um, this kind of activism is like born from which is literally somebody like Nan Golden photographing herself after she was beaten yeah like that- considered the consider the battered woman taking pictures of her face post the abuse post the incident and she even says in the documentary and in the i'll be your mirror earlier one that i watched today she literally says i took pictures of the abuse to make sure that i didn't go back yeah she was documenting something horrible that was happening to her in order to ensure that herself and hopefully right and by the grace of god like maybe no one else would but it's the opposite of doing what you were just reading about which is laying down in front of a cop car laying down in front of the train tracks like her literally sister did to kill herself um because she was like deemed mentally ill even though the truth was that she was just like literally a lesbian and normal um this kind of like self-flagellating like i'm gonna invent my own victimhood Mm -hmm. thing that happens now is infuriating and it is a fucking slap in the face people like nan who went through the abuse and documented it to ward them off of it right it's not a thing that invents beauty it's not a thing that invents meaning it's it's a horrible thing that happens that we must glean meaning like from from yeah yeah or change right because i guess her protests ultimately did uh, get the Stackler's name removed mm-hmm. from several museums, and yeah. ultimately they had to pay some fine and sit through a Zoom meeting where victims were telling them how they ruined their life. And right, um, that I mean, I guess is really just like for the victims to feel like they can close the chapter to this like tragic experience of losing. I mean, it's not that you ever really get to close that chapter, but like, because it, it, it's all of these people that lost family members or children yeah. to um, addiction problems that stemmed from Oxy, which the Sacklers were uh, aware would be addictive and profitable for them. So they like set out to make it as proliferated throughout america as possible in whatever years those were i my timeline is all fucked up i don't remember like when the protests were and when the sacklers were in charge but not in charge but you know what i mean yeah yeah well the sacklers having invented um oxy and like modern like opioid crisis as we know it like have just been profitable since i think like late 90s early aughts when that kind of stuff was like um all over hitting the, the country. Yeah, hitting the scene. 
Yeah. I, I, what I stand so hard about Nan, it rhymes, um, is like, <laughs> um, her being during, first of all, it was disrespectful that it was a Zoom hearing. I know. It's, you know, because well, like, it's so much of it. Yeah, and one and one of the Sacklers was like on the phone. I know, no, like no face, no face. Yeah, you coward. Um, but so what? Like, what's cool about her is how she, uh, listening to one of the victims in their test in their like victim statement saying, um, I hope that the faces of your victims will haunt you at night. Like yeah, man, she was like, to, it won't. Aside, she was like, it won't. No, and that's true. Like, it, it it literally won't. Yeah, um, and it, I think it will in the long run. I think like I when in God a biblical sense it yeah. will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I but like tonight it won't. No, their their Zoom is on mute. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they're exactly. sitting in their office and it's on mute. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't envy the Sacklers. I don't. I don't want that level of wealth. I don't oh, no. want that like sick head that does not understand like I don't know the impact that they have on the world being so negative beyond yeah. their ability to just I don't know be as rich as they can. Right. I don't know. No, it's not. It's not a good place to be in. There's nothing to envy or covet there. It's and it's and it's like it is all ultimately kind of a symbolic victory to get their name removed from all the museums and stuff, or to even just be heard on Zoom. But it's kind of like you. They're such a. They're like a giant in the sky to the point that you can't really pick at them. You can't do much to them. You can't topple them ever. And I feel like mm-hmm. Nan at least recognizes that. And that's some of my problem with leftist shit these days is there's always I feel like this ethos like we can do a revolution like we can just yeah. like overthrow it and it's like no you kind of can't so just don't like let's not judge each other for how we cope with things first of all but also let's yeah. like let's have some realism about it and do what we can you know yeah i think her like activism was successful because it started with a very focused goal of you know a specific museum a specific name and yeah. their protest was a visual like they had prescriptions on the floor or it's like performance um, art falling through the yeah. guggenheim is that the museum yeah they threw yeah. shit in the in the water feature of the met you know they threw in the models. egyptian wing yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i think it kind of goes back if we're if you go back and and track just like let's consider like the generation she came from like she came from a generation that um opened the bar Tin Pan Alley in like um, right. New York where it was like just lesbian run and like yeah. the lesbians were women. the security and there was never going to be a situation where they relied on male force to be the security of their bar. It was right. going to be a woman because that was what they like fucking believed in. And like um, uh, making movies with someone like Vivian Dick like um, and and being like nobody's making the movie or John Waters. Nobody's making mm-hmm. the movies we want to see about the, the – um, you know, sh- shit that we like live and know about and experience. So we're going to do it. Me, right. John Waters, I'm going to do it. Me, Vivian Dick, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, being friends with somebody like Cookie Mueller, who was like, mm-hmm. I'm just like a fucking freak and like an artist. And so I'm going to try and make it as an actress. That doesn't work out. She went on to be like a writer and journalist and stuff. Um, and then she went on to like write about herself dying of AIDS as she yeah. was dying of it. Yeah. Um, and like, Gave the world its first literature on, like, what it feels like to be, like, being compromised 
by AIDS. Yeah. Um, like documented on the page. Um, so like this is not uh, new or sudden or spontaneous or incredible behavior. This is learned behavior by Nan to look around at herself and say, hey, what's going wrong? What can I do to write it? Yeah. So if my fucking art is going to be up in the Met, if my art is going to be up in the Guggenheim, if my if if artists that I admire and love are going to be up in the Louvre, then I'm going to protest the fact that the fucking Sacklers are getting notoriety and cash. Yeah. Kudos, yeah. For so it's like it's a different generation. It's a different mindset. I think that we are so far from there we're spoiled i feel like i feel like that's almost it almost is like a boomer ethos in a positive way of like what i'm gonna get in there and do something i'm not gonna sit back and like yeah idly watch and now now we are all like victimhood now is like a total currency and and people our age are just seeking all the ways they can call themselves a victim rather than actually just having shit wash over them and and make them feel small every day you know and and just trying to fix it or trying to ameliorate it somehow it's like everybody's looking for how they can be like the most you know the most beaten down the most depressed but yeah i was reading this like more of this statement from justice thomas he says if our society had no problems at all, the leftists would have to invent problems in order to provide themselves with an excuse for making a fuss. And it's funny yeah. how, like, our generation coined, like, the term Karen as this, like, pejorative for older women that, like, complain about, I don't know, their waiter being slow or something. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I kind of personally uh live for for karen's oh i love it <laughs> i am a karen like we all have to you have to be the karen oh i've gone karen like, so hard on, especially on the airlines but yeah, yeah, yeah the airlines deserve it yeah or like on the in a call center and it's funny how many people that have worked in call centers will tell you that oh like you think you're gonna get your way by being rude no you have to be nice and then i'll help you it actually is not true like if you it's so not don't true. go in there and make a fuss <laughs> You're not going to get what you yeah. want. You exactly. Have to escalate and exactly. Don't do it all the time. But if I'm <laughs> fighting a disputed charge, or if I need to like make a flight, or if I need to like, right. like you know, deal with some mistake that a company has made that's affecting me. Right. Like it's not important to me to be friendly. Like like because no. and I've and whatever, yeah. I've I've had people yell at me on the phone. Like sure. I, all I have to do is escalate them because they asked for a manager. It actually makes my job easier when they just ask for a manager because then I can yeah, be like, okay, like, like let me pass you to that person because yeah. if you didn't specifically say that and I brought a manager into the situation, like without there having been an express request for a manager, that would be like looked down upon and dinged because I wasn't I was like, you know, passing them off, but it is like right. the only way for them to like have their problem solved often because I don't have the power that yeah. the has a lot of the time. Like, and it depends on different no. contexts. Like, I don't think it's always like cool to like, <laughs> um, you know, throw a fit. Like, but, no, um, whatever. Like, there's so many worse things like going on, and like Karens are not the enemy, and like we could really, we could really use them in the war. Exactly. <laughs> in the culture weird, like, um. This yeah. is weird, like, lean towards, um, in, like, the youth culture, this is weird, like, lean towards, like, um, literally capitalism and literally being, like, how dare you question the service you're getting or, you the know, company. the treatment you're getting. 
like by like yeah. the company that you're like buying shit from. It's like I don't know. It's my hard earned money, and I'm spending it on like I don't know. It's like this um anti literally original punk um mentality of like. I fucking love that Amazon has my like pride selection for me when yes. they're not realizing that like that's everything that's like wrong. Exactly. That's it's like very strange. Yeah. I, sh- I have every right like to be mad that I get bad service. Like, sure. Cause I have every right to like ensure that like when American Airlines tries to like fuck me that I like get them back. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and it's, yeah, it's, it's also kind of funny because like, what sorry i just i was like like people complaining like create jobs if exactly if complaining like it may be more people complained to grubhub they wouldn't have laid me off because they would have needed me more you know what i mean That's well i was gonna say there's true. like a um there's like a resignment in like these like neoliberal like companies to be like we're gonna give people the most like detached and like easy accessible like experience they need but it's like you literally need that like personal touch not like disappointment and yeah. that like constant like wheels like improvement yeah to, like sus- sustain a company totally yeah no and it 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 i just remember during the covid shit uh the covid wars during like 2020 like when it first started um when when there were all those videos i feel like surfacing of like karen's being like you can't have your dog off leash in a park or whatever and she'd be like yelling at some guy and then he'd also be filming her and people were kind of like it's kind of like karen on karen violence at that point where like you're both filming each other you know what i mean like we're both we're all whipping out our cameras to like you're you're also kind of a karen if you're gonna like cancel someone you saw acting weird or bad oh, or whatever. I hate, like, I hate for people recording strangers. That's so It's lame. so weird. Unless it's, it's so like a literal like, cop or whatever, but like, you know, just like don't some yeah. person it's just like let it go. Like I don't know. You're actually like making the state's job so much easier by exactly doing like the surveillance. You're surveilling. Them. Yeah. It's scary. You're not I would object- never. objectively you're not in the you're not experiencing the moment. You're not living. Oh, you're not a you're witness. Not. If you're literally no. filming it, yeah, because you're like you're you're really filming it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not you're, you're not, not enjoying. Yeah. You're not free because you're literally posting on Instagram. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and I'm you're like, not intervening. You you're, you're like exposing yourself as a bystander right that like doesn't care. It's just annoying. It's like be in the moment. Like my if I saw somebody like getting assaulted or hurt, my idea isn't let me fucking film this shit. It's yeah. let me like figure out how I can help, even if like my own life is getting lost. And like I can yeah. say that because I live in Greenpoint and I've experienced For sure. some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if it, or if I just see someone skitzing out and being a freak and being a bitch to someone, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it'd be that way sometimes. Like I don't know, I don't feel the need to like dox her or whatever like, right yeah Ugh. yeah it's it's like it's... yeah bad for their freedom and your freedom yeah it's like let's let each other you know have a fucking day and as long as no one's getting like physically really hurt it's like i don't know yeah yeah sorry i like took us on a karen tangent but i'm sure we no can... it's okay that's <laughs> it's very valid it's how many it's a real are, uh, losing their life to you know fentanyl <laughs> probably how many karens have Hikes. died like since we started this episode of fentanyl you know exactly <laughs> hamsters and the karens and the yeah it's like all the of it, there's a lot of lives lost well we and could do yeah, the math on that and literally yeah there would be a number there's like an equation <laughs> yeah right. yeah and like we should we should we're gonna be old one day like 
Oh yeah. Right? Like, oh, so don't say that. How... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I will not. Yeah. Anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's you're me. scaring me. No, that's okay. We'll we'll be we'll be like you know old like you know. We'll, we'll look good. We'll look the same. Maybe by you guys. Time, I always say, no, by the time I'm 40, <laughs> I always say, like, they'll have such, like, cryogenic technology that I'll look exactly like this and I'll be 70. I'm know? so, like, really violently anti, like, getting work done, like, Botox and fillers. Like, I'm so violently, like, and morally against that. Um, that being said, if Til you I see a line. ever get a wrinkle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be riding that train. You are bit. done. I will be detonating yeah. my vest and it will be iconic and it will be beautiful. <laughs> You're going to um, I expect yeah. you to be there. I'm going to be Absolutely. buying uh, that Planned Parenthood abortion leftovers to make stem cells <laughs> to inject into my... Yeah. Like, <laughs> blood treatment. Yeah, yeah. The Ghislaine Maxwell. Literally. The fucking baby, like, matter. Yeah. Foreskin, yeah, that's what I don't care who I have to kill or fuck to make me beautiful forever, I'll make it fucking happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I will find a fucking way. Um, I have to pee so bad. I'm gonna just run really quick, but you guys can keep talking. I'll be so fast. Okay, Okay, I believe in you. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) am also like so down to do a quick round of truth or drink. Um, Yeah, I don't know actually if there's um. Uh, like a specific card game associated with this or if we just google it <laughs> um yeah izzy was like i found some like um website that had good or, like app or something that had good questions and i was like slay i think she just googled it so we can ask her when she comes back because my questions you know it'll get it'll get too um specific and derailed i think got it we can do a little it. bit about if you just if you just like came up with your own question yeah it's like at what point? All of my questions would be like, um, if, you know, uh, let me think of one. If, uh, like the Beach Boys had to cover a song by, like, a modern artist like what song should they cover okay whoa i'm interested i am immediately interested that's like okay hold on i'm not trying to like fucking toot your horn here but that's like the best fucking truth or question i've ever experienced in my life um, <laughs> thank you so much god everyone's like, so interested. the um this music league app is Basically, I just like, downloaded it today and I was trying to navigate it. I'm so retarded at new it's a like learning curve. software. <laughs> not the only one, but basically it's like um, apples to apples for song categories. So that's a okay. That's literally a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Like you get a category, you have to like choose any any song on Spotify. You just submit it like to the league that you're in for whatever yeah. round category. Like uh, one of the categories that. Um, I did recently it was like songs to mud wrestle to and you just like period get really deep in your head like what would be the best song to mud wrestle to but, yeah yeah um, is okay wait that's um sunshine like if the beach boys had to uh cover 
a modern song, like what song? Like should they? Okay, wait. Um, stop because I think I kind of have the answer. What is it? Say it. But my answer is extremely pick me. Um. Okay, wait. I just I just told Chris this, but I was like, literally, that's the best question I've like literally ever been asked. I can't believe you just said Um, that because every time we play like a truth game with like our friends, it's always like, what's the craziest like sex thing you thing you've ever put in your pussy? I don't know. It's like yeah. It's like you know. Oh, it's like you. One of you were probably there for it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Okay. So (laughs) stupid. Okay. Wait. Uh, That's a beautiful and existential question, and I think I have the answer. It's a very pick me answer. Okay. Wait. There's so many good songs, but I think um, um, "Make Out in My Car" by Sufjan Stevens That's is a really like um, genius Beach Boys esque song in that how simple and like hopelessly romantic it is. Totally. And that song is so like cool and kind of like um, ahead of its time. I just feel like hearing the Beach Boys like in their high falsetto like do that. Would be kind that of would be that's sick. a great answer. I actually hate you for asking me that question. I'm gonna think. About, I know because oh, like funny. I'm gonna never stop thinking about that. <laughs> That is insane. Izzy, I literally, what do you yeah. Think? I can't even like formulate like a response because I, I, I'm like trying so hard to think of like an artist that I think could do them justice in that sense melodically. I like leaning into the psychedelic rock of it. Um, totally. I thought about Lana. Like, yeah, sure. that's not a bad place to go. She has I mean, like a few psych rock songs for sure. Like yeah. notably Venice Bitch, but I don't know if. I oh my god, that Shades one, of Cool or something no, for sure. That would yeah, be kind of kind. Actually, yeah, like something like that could work. I um, yeah. when I asked myself this question some days yes. ago, ended up doing I don't know how to fucking pronounce this artist. Kruang Kruangbin Kruangbin. Do you know this fucking like um K H R U A N G B I N? Anyway, I've heard of them. I I don't know a song by them that I chose, and then just like Ooh. to bring it to a a place everyone knows i i like think and uh, there's a few mgmt songs that they could like make honestly yeah literally oh, not me even and michael i feel like me and yeah. michael is very like melodic and sad and hopelessly romantic in a beach boys way totally by mgmt okay wait what Period. album is that on because i actually don't know that one Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm, I'm just like to you. kids by MGMT. Oh, I mean, wait. you know, Sorry. I mean, they have a very—they're one of those bands oh that like has a sound. You know, like it sounds totally. very. I um. Okay, let me send that to you. I I know oh! my um. I actually know my answer. Does Animal Collective count as a modern band? <laughs> Does Animal Collective like, count as a band? <laughs> are they a band? I just mean like, are they modern enough? Because they're getting up there in age. I would. I mean, like, it's on Little like, Dark Age. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, know that song either by MGMT. They count. Okay, good. Because I, I feel like I think the Beach Boys could really go crazy on Bluish by Animal Collective. It's on Merryweather Post Pavilion. That I makes think perfect really sense. God, yeah. yeah. That whole album, like by the. Or like the Panda Bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his solo Any stuff. Yeah, it's very, very Beach Boys. Yeah. Ugh. The song <laughs> that um, won the most votes in my music league. Where yeah. this question was originally asked was "Island in the Sun" by Weezer. Okay, um, I was literally, I was literally about to say Weezer. That's a why Weezer, I, a Weezer song would go crazy. That's yeah. why I even said like, um, Sufjan, etc. Because it's like totally, literally any of that 
Okay, and I don't mean to lump Sufjan with, with Weezer because I fucking No, but like Weezer, a, a but, man um, with a, with, I mean, Sufjan has a beautiful voice. It's like. Sufjan's know. almost too serious, um, whereas Weezer, just know. like the melodic, True. like harmony driven yeah. vibe. No, they no, know no, how totally to make sense. Do that. They know how to nail it. That's. MGMT is also a good question. answer. I feel like. Um, yeah, MGMT, I could co sign. <sighs> There's a couple other like indie bands of that time that like definitely. I really think Animal Collective. I can't believe that was not coming to me sooner because that's what I always used to say is like it's just like the Beach Boys, but for like people to do Molly instead of like LSD or whatever, you know. Exactly. No. I I want to kill. I want to kill the boy that showed me Animal Collective. I want to kill him. Oh, um, I I don't want to kill mine, but I, I, I could kill yours. yeah. Yeah. There's always some boy who like shows you animal clothes. And he's and a like, fucking God piece damn of it. shit. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Incredible oh, question. That is such a good question. I um I did the I did the music league thing today. I answered the question that it was today, which what was the question? Oh, it was like songs to get ready to. Mm-hmm. Songs you to like, get, choose an outfit or get ready to. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. That was what did you out. say? Can I? I don't. Can I spoil it? Well, it's like hap, Like, does it matter? I couldn't tell because I was like when I was looking at it. I was like, there's like ten different things I can like vote on. Um. Oh, you, I didn't even. I just submitted. I didn't even vote yet. Yeah, yeah. You can't vote until everyone's submitted. But oh. you, I don't care. I mean, basically, like the worst thing that'll happen if you tell me is that like you'll have an advantage because I'll probably vote for your song. <laughs> oh my god, stop! Well, I did. Um, I did awful by Hole. Um, from Celebrity Skin, <laughs> and then oh I god, did. Yes. Um, and then I did Where's the Party by Madonna, which is from, like, True Blue. It's, like, early Madonna. <laughs> yeah. I love um, True Blue. I do, too. I love, yeah. I, I, I Jeffrey Epstein's flight log, too. Not know. that I know of, but I God, I'm, like, that. only picking those artists. Yeah, just Courtney, which I'm, like, fuck. That's kind of, perfect. Sense. I don't know. You know how it'd it be that way. I don't know. If I fucking know she's probably, you know, on drugs. But... Yeah, she doesn't even yeah. remember. Yeah, she's like, I, I didn't remember. Know. She's like, some Jewish guy let me on his airplane. I'm really excited for this playlist to come because I need all the motivation I can to like get dressed any, any day <laughs> of the week right now. Yeah, you're using this like your like morning playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you have any other? Uh, I like basically when you went to the bathroom, transitioned us into a, a round of truth or drink because perfect. I didn't okay, know if so you had I... anything else to cover. Oh no, um, no, no! I feel like I've said what I wanted to say. Let me. I want to just see if this does us any favors. Um, I like found a thing that has like a, it's like a truth or drink thing, and I'm gonna send it to our Instagram thing. Okay, cool. Give, like, um, I Chris, I also sent you that song because it's so fucking good. No, I want to listen Ooh, to that song okay. too. I'm about to pour myself another glass. Okay, just stop that. Do it. I know. I feel like I only I didn't see you refill at all, and I refilled like three times, and I was like, ugh, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've like gone through the ball. <laughs> I like okay. Wait, the options on this um game is he sent us are um, <laughs> select the mode normal, party, dirty, or dares. What's normal? <laughs> what, I, what, I what, what could normal possibly normal, be? Normal, normal. It's like, it's like what's the temperature outside? Yeah, it's like what would you like to wear to the office tomorrow? Yeah, it's like what the fuck could that be? Normal. No, I have to pee real quick too. I'm gonna be right. Go ahead. Take Please. your time. Yeah. 
Yeah, Great. well, I, I like, like Izzy Kramer, right? God now. damn it. <laughs> Good luck finding anything to say. Um, I looked at this game yesterday, I think, or something, and I did the dirty mode for a second because I was like, what's that? And it was just really annoying. It was like stuff that like 14 year old girls be like saying at a sleepover where they're like, what would you do if like the guy you liked was like right next to you? And, like, Not the guy you liked. <laughs> the guy you liked was like, here. No. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. It was like, it was like, or it was like actual dare shit, like hump a pillow. Like I was like, okay. That's yeah, no. So it's not, it's not baby girl sleepover. Um, I, I feel like we've been recording for so long, but I was thinking, I was like, worst case, we have part one, part two with Period. Q1. It's literally an hour and a half right now. Oh, right? it's an not horrible at all. We're fine. And like, it's our first I like guess. went autistic and took forever to um, uh, cue in the intro. So No, 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 no. I, I'm literally, I'm kind of banking on not having to, oh, as I'm saying all this, I'm like, <laughs> this is all going to be included. Um, no, there's not going to be. having to edit at all. I was going to say that. <laughs> it's like. No, you don't edit this out either. I just no, I was like, it I, doesn't I, matter. I was just I took a minute to because I was like we're having. I know, I know. I was I like, know. I do want to have an intro, and but you know what? We, we can leave this no. in too because listen, we're cute, we're sexy, we're blonde, we're having we're fun. fun, we're blonde. Yeah. Thank God, we're blonde. Um, we're blonde, we're young, we're blonde. Our guest is guest. strawberry blonde. Yeah, exactly. um, we're having a good time, so I think don't yeah, edit. I think it's we're beautiful, good. I think we're charming. Thing. No, no, no. I, I'm. I'm it's listen. It's Wednesday night, baby, and I'm alive. <laughs> Whatever Hannah says in That's girl. That's exactly what she says. Um, okay, so what mode are we picking oh. on to the drink? Oh, party? I, I picked party mode because the other modes suck. Good call. These questions are already so fucking gay. I know, they're all stupid. You can just... They're using, like, woke terminology. They're using, like, the How word so? partner to describe, like, boyfriend or girlfriend in this question. Oh. I'm like, just say... Don't do that. No. Okay. Yeah, what happened to significant other... Oh, I love that. <laughs> Insignificant other, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh. 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 Sorry. This um, one this one just says, no. Do you ever talk to yourself in the mirror? And I'm like, that's just not a good question to ask. Like that's a that's little funny because invasive. literally last week I was texting Izzy and I was like, I was talking to myself in the mirror tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I had done a bunch of drugs and I was really mad at myself and I put my hair in like a bun with this like red scrunchie and my eye, uh, my, like, eye like mascara was like drooping and I looked literally like the Joker and so in the mirror I was like bitch you want to keep looking like the Joker like you like that like you think it's cute yeah and that was my like this breakthrough way. I had that night so totally yes. so the truth yeah, is I, yes talk to myself in the mirror yeah exactly we all have um, this one is, um, why did you break up with your last boyfriend or girlfriend? Period, mama. Period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, these feel like, these feel like middle school questions. Okay. This is a good one. Um, Chris, what's the most embarrassing music you listen to? Ooh. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Okay. Um, I have to really like evaluate like what. I'm embarrassed about myself. Yeah. And like um, what that means. Right, right. Um, like what would I have to go in private mode for if I was Yeah, Spotify? like I I feel like Or I like if you like, like were in a car with someone and it came on and you'd be like, "Oh god, like oh my god, no." You know? I feel like if I was like on like a um 
like first or second date with someone and they were like, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, what would I not say? Sure. Because I didn't want to explain it. I didn't want to give context right. to Too it. Much. Um, I'm like weirdly embarrassed that I like Kehlani. Ooh, go off. Because That's, she's just yeah. like, or there's, there's so many girls that have like that sort of name cadence of exactly. like Beyonce, Rihanna, Kehlani, Kalela, um, yeah, Tinashe, exactly, like all of them, and like I do feel like they're, you know, uh, just sort of thrust into the the like pop star role just because their name was three syllables and ended with a vowel. Literally, <laughs> literally. And, and I still like a eat it up. I eat it up. I yeah. Eat up each, each, every single one. Like I love yeah. Tanache. I love Tanache. I do too. I kind of do too. But um, I feel like Kehlani is just like embarrassing because um, she had beef with Christian Walker and I was on Christian. That is side. embarrassing. That is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course you. Yeah. Like how can you not be? Obviously. You've already lost if you have beef with him. Yeah. You're already losing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good that's answer because I no, that's a good answer. Yeah, I don't know. More embarrassing than me, like going to the Eras tour. <laughs> I feel. I mean, you were not. You were clearly not alone in that because, like, there are millions, millions. If, if you do anything, if you do anything single... like loudly and proudly, it's you know, yeah. you make it work. Exactly. What would totally. you say, Isabel? Oh. I would say, oh, oh, this is just a recent one. Um, is that I, I like, I listen to that. I don't know. I know that you have not watched The Idol Sunshine, nor do I suggest you do. I don't know if you've watched The Idol, Chris, with The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp, but I've been listening to the song from it, the song that she does from it, (laughs) World Class Center. I listened to that like It's a really good song. It rocks. So that is, it's embarrassing. But I listen to it like a lot. So, you know, I like a good fake song, but... Yeah, what would you say, Sunshine? <laughs> is yours like <laughs> I'm not gonna like say I'm sorry. No, it, like, say like, what do you think? I was gonna say like the cast of Glee does X Y Z. It is. It is. It is. It's like my mind too, but I don't. Yeah, listen to it. It's but, like, oh, I do. Hold um, it, yeah. my 2019 um like top 100 or whatever on Spotify was yeah. full blown full of the Glee cast. <laughs> Um, it's Cry just, yeah. by Kelly Clarkson, but Rachel Berry sings it. Oh, God. Anytime she does anything, Rachel Yeah, Berry I'm listening to that. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's probably either that or, like, um, um, uh, I was going to say that, my, you know, my Slipknot addiction, but frankly, <gasps> Slipknot rules. So yeah, don't feel weird about that. That's that's almost pick me in and of itself. Like, uh, yeah, I'm that. almost flirting if I say that. I'm almost exactly. flirting if I pretend like exactly. I think I'm ashamed of my, like, heavy metal, exactly. like, like, I love little, little fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I love yeah. Avenged Sevenfold. Like, it's not weird of me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even going to do that because no, I know no, that right. it's hot that I like that. So. It is. Well, it kind of the pick me persona Exactly. Like, Hard. It's too on. Yeah. So too I'm gonna go with the Glee cast because the Glee cast is not cute. I would not tell a straight guy that I liked the Glee soundtrack. No. But I no. would tell. Like I, I would and have and will continue to tell straight men that I love Marilyn Manson. Exactly. Black Sabbath. Right. So. What do you lead with that on a date? Yeah. I'm like yeah. Slipknot rules, but when I'm like making a new gay friend, I'm like, so you know, in Glee, when they yeah, cover, um, <laughs> when racial true yeah, colors. Exactly. <laughs> 
That's actually interesting. Time. I like yeah. never like I, I didn't it doesn't cross my mind like what uh dates like think, but I, I there's such a more like harsh judgment from just like gay peers to each other. Like that's immediately totally. where I'm like absolutely like tapping into those insecurities of like right you know, being judged by some like, you know, mean gay guy like <laughs> that some I of the worst things go yeah. on a date with but like it's no like girl on girl violence exactly it's, like, it's yeah. like the girlfriends that i've like raised up on a pedestal and then slashed down into the depths of hell throughout my life right um, well like when you when you meet a new when you meet a new girl and you just have to like circle her like a dog and you have and like, like a just, fucking like, gun to her head the entire exactly. time like, i meet someone else's girlfriend and we're both just mad at each other you know <laughs> so oh. Oh, yeah. what were you about to say I was gonna say when I first met Izzy, I was fucking pissed at her. Oh, I was getting my best friend. Okay, you. Yeah, I was pissed at you because you were my boyfriend's best friend from like child. I was like, I just don't I was like, like I was like, great. So I was like, yeah, another was like, girlfriend I have I to like, meet. <laughs> another crazy bitch. Yeah, cut to us like being one. This, yeah, now this, yeah. Okay, do you have a good next so, question? What was your question? Yeah, I want us to collectively like decide who's more vicious between gay guys and girl and straight girls. This is a good question to finally answer. It's it's tough. Okay, so uh, women are maybe sneakier. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think women are more insecure in it. I don't know. I can't. You can't say that once and for all. But I think there's like a hotbed of insecurity with women that is so pervasive. You know. I think that there's almost a. Um misogynistic in a reverse way answer that I have to that which is that like I like can't take men seriously so like at their sneakiest I'm like you literally wish you were being sneaky facts Mm -hmm. yeah I but I know when a woman is being like sinister as hell totally totally like I've experienced that hardcore totally of course I think it's like yeah apparent that like the feminine uh, category of of like you know bitches and gay bitches included is yeah. gonna be meaner and like more cutthroat than like the mask right uh, side of the spectrum so exactly. i wonder if it just comes down to like when feminine gay guys adopt that persona and they combine it with their own like toxic masculinity or whatever yeah that's um, a very good point does that make it worse or are they like actually just not even successful in adopting that level of I like meanness because i think they're, they're still even... just doing an imitation ultimately mm-hmm. i feel like because i feel like women women know a depravity and like a ruthlessness that cannot be matched like i i was just saying this to my friend the other day i was like People talk about like guys like locker room talk, you know, like straight guys talk about women. No, it's like women talk about guys they fuck in the most insane detail. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, 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 and this. Like women are actually the like depraved, like, you know what I mean? I've heard more shit from them than I would ever hear from like a straight guy I know, you know? But I just mean like, I think just women can reach crazy depths of like, you know, intensity and, and yeah. I I, I agree that um, gay men adopting like feminine meanness does not uh, match to the original, but I think gay men could 
you could make the oh, argument yeah. that we have more insecurities sure. than women. I, I think that might yeah. be like worth debating um, because I don't know like what y'all's thoughts are on that. And it's like you know, someone just mentioned that a second ago. Like, is that being a root cause of like, um, yeah, inner girl fights? But I just feel like with gay guys, it's there's just a lot of a lot of it, a lot of totally. That as well. Uh, that's it's why... not invitation. It's just like experience. It happens. That's, yeah, yeah. That's the. Um, I feel like that's the, you know, double edged sword that bonds. Um, yeah, gay men and women is mm-hmm. their kinship in how often they've been victimized and yeah. um, uh, like um, fetishized in their lives yeah um that being said i think that there is something innately different and this is like an unwoke take i think there is something innately different between biological men and biological women um that even when i've been because i've been to in some positions with like the gay men in my life and relationships where it's like this is my like sister this is my blood like we've become like intertwined and there's always been an innate like difference though at the end of the day um and i think that's okay i think that's beautiful and i don't like, yeah. don't think it's like um i don't think that it diminishes like the relationships that like gays and girls can have but i think that like um the beautiful part of like um masculinity is like gay or not is like the more um the tendency towards the corporeal and the like kind of bruteness of men and their reactions to things versus the feminine really like subdued, really manipulative reaction to things at times. So I think it's like kind of the same kind of different times. And I think like the, ultimately I like to distinguish a difference between gay men and gay and um, women gay or not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The genders, I like to distinguish a difference between because I think there's things to admire about both and glean from both. And I think that there are times in which they intersect, but I think like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, cause I've known gay men that I like, I do to this day that who are my siblings forever and ever and ever, but they are different from my mm-hmm. sisters in like For almost sure. an unspeakable way. Yeah. The bond is so real. Like it's such an important friendship for gay guys and for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. like the safety of like we'll be mean to our other kin, but not yeah. not like I don't know. I feel like in my experience at least, like that's not a line you cross really if your your hag is sacred. There's she like should a, be. um like beauty and like sacredness to as a woman coming out about your more masculine sides and as a man coming out about your more feminine side totally so like kind of like a, a yeah mm-hmm. there's a respect there and like a yeah. safeness in your gender bending ways absolutely yeah and i yeah i don't know i just feel like there's a i just think i think women have a lot of um reason historically and just intrinsically to like doubt each other and to be suspect of each other you know and it's nice to kind of let that go sometimes when you get to meet like a just a sweet you know a gay guy and then you can you're you're, you're, that's your girl but like you know it's not some bitch you know yeah i don't know how to explain it yeah yeah i think like inherently like men are more sensitive to pain than women um yeah that's mm-hmm. not a compliment to men at all like that's you know like a weakness and like uh, like maybe 
gay men inf inflict equal amounts of pain on each other and they i don't i don't know like are or maybe less like are less um evil and vindictive and sneaky but like are so sensitive right that mm -hmm. it makes it feels like just as feels bad harder. But, but like yeah. women have women have that since like that like tolerance to pain because it's been like enough generations for where evolution possibly is actually like uh set like women up to to like expect it or, or that's exactly it. what i was trying to say earlier it's like that's like that that ruthlessness or like the the depths that you can plunge within yourself because i feel like so many women are like by the time i mean i feel like sunshine you can attest to this a little bit by the time you're like 20 as a woman not to sound like a feminist you're like kind of dead inside like enough enough shit has happened that you're just there's a part of you that's a little dead and like wants to like wreak havoc or like i don't know there's just there's like a it feels like the Joker is inside you sometimes. And that sounds so basic to say, but like, I just mean like, I have like purple teeth right now. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm the Joker. No, no I just mean like, you know, there's like an evilness that you could tap into if you wanted to. And I think that at the end of the day, men are still, I really respect that men, I think they have a sensitivity to pain and also a sensitivity that I don't think is recognized often enough where, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like women will like go to that, utmost point to ruin your life if they feel like they're valid in doing so they'll make sure Kristen you never Dottie. see yeah yeah they'll make there sure you is. never see joy they will they will follow you and my yeah. like but thesis about scandal is that Kristen Doty fucking ruined tom fucking years ago and that's why this I is all kind happening. of agree we shouldn't be shocked we fucking saw no. Kristen do what she damn she did. broke him yeah no i think women I mean, are powerful yeah there's like a power there i think like um yeah, I've known enough um, gay and trans people in my life to know that, like, the traits of, like, what I believe to be, like, womanhood definitely transcend, like, the biological, like, gender. For sure. Um, but that being said, like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think that it shouldn't matter the differences between, like, women and gay men, that the f fucking magical bond that often forms is, like relevant regardless of it always any is, differences yeah. it's more special because of that it's actually what the it whole is. like beauty and bloodshed i think uh documentary is about is the um fact that things are beautiful regardless of um uh like acceptable objective definition um Looking like right. yeah, yeah the idea that addicts are worth saving Right is not objective and is not um, appropriate, but it's um, uh, faithful and it's also yeah, it's like selfless. Yeah, it's like merciful. Yeah, respect for like yeah, like God creating beautiful things and you know being worth fighting for. Yeah, like believing that AIDS um, victims are worth um listening to and giving yeah. treatment to or believing that the abject kind of like artist drug addict community is worth documenting and photographing any of that um yeah there's no qualification when it comes to like empathy i guess is like right empathy. that is, is like a I good thing about identity politics so i'm like right. i don't give a shit no um <laughs> we're all god's children me. i, I do <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Nice, uh, nice tie tying us back to the to the yeah. topic. Thanks for suggesting the doc. I no, I know that was that was a uh, and but it really did like hit on a I'm lot so of glad. points of interest for me and I yeah like hope this fentanyl shit. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the solution will be, but uh, that shit's like gonna get worse. I think. Oh God, I know. No, definitely. Yeah, I've like um, uh, had so many people I know in my life pass away from like um, just like heroin overdoses and stuff. But like in the last like three years, like it is literally fentanyl overdose every single time. Exclusively, somebody that I know passes away. Especially like in being living in New York now, it might not even be somebody that I know personally, but like. I often hear because like in upstate New York, like fentanyl is like out of control. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the solution is, but it is definitely like an epidemic and something to be discussed and considered. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's worse in certain regions. Like when I went to California recently, I feel like I saw way more people just like passed out on benches and sidewalks that mm-hmm. I could tell totally. were like maybe, you know, functional parts of society like two years ago Mm -hmm. totally that's Mm -hmm. like that's that's the scary thing too and that's like what's scary about the opioid epidemic is i feel like that is really the epidemic that snatched i feel like it transcended it snatched people from like the i don't know normal part of society and took them to the subsection where you're feeling you know completely addicted to something because it it so quickly devolves into heroin if you can't afford the pills you know Mm -hmm. and so it can be a simple back injury that you sustain on the job and then all of a sudden you're homeless in like a year because now you're you know what i mean like you can't keep up with everything and i yeah i think i think it's worse california too is just it's very i don't know we just have a we don't have snow or anything like that so i feel sanctuary state yes that too gray cities within it like right pretty yeah. easy to be not easy but it's pretty no easy. it's like it's just not there yeah it could be worse i guess my own father i like we can maybe bloop this on the actual pod um but i when i was watching the, the nan documentary i was like how is it fair that like um my dad can be like you know a boomer like alcoholic you know as boomers tend to be one day and then the next day he's basically a walking zombie because of opioids Yeah, the rest of my life, like for years yeah. and years. Like this is somebody who's addicted to like Norco. It's yeah. like, that's not appropriate overnight. Yeah. Um, but it's because these things are accessible and they're marketed and they're um, marketed to be considered literally relief, not only normal, right. but like literally um, a positive right. Yeah, no, it's like um, like a knee, like a knee pain type, which is what my dad's thing has always been. Yeah, knee pain. Well, that's and I, it's like my my dad's like seventy now, and it's like you go to his. I was just talking to Dustin about this the other day. It's like you go to his house, and it's like the things he takes every single day in the morning. It's like fifteen pills a day of just any assortment. You know, it's not it's not like opioids per se, but it's Mm -hmm. like things that get you through the day. And it's like just that reliance on big pharma thinking that you need these things per se when it's like maybe you'd be okay without them. Because I was like, people in Italy are like eighty four and just smoke all the time and have like wine every day, and they're fine. 
fine. Like, Fuck. you know, honestly, we just need like a fucking like health revolution in terms we need of a reset. working out, yeah. like not fucking, well, not more just doctors, walking. Not more just more like, no. like trainers. Like I feel like every person in America like <laughs> should have like a fitness trainer. Like I totally. it's like paid yeah. for by the government and that would be cheaper I know. than the shit that we do in 10 times a more. A gym effective. membership okay. would Literally, slay. you just yeah. solved it because that's yeah. one period. But we, we've descended into this hellscape of just, my ailments rule my life. Therefore, like literally the pharmaceutical companies. And also I'm remembering now that before I went to pee earlier, you guys were talking about how like the gender revolution is like tied to like big pharma. And it's like, yes. yeah, that's pretty fucked that up. Too. Yeah. We're cashing in on all of that shit. That's a lifetime. All of it. All of it. Being the close friend of like many a heroin addict who, have, who has like overdosed and died. I'm like, not a big fan of like relying on something you have to like shoot up into your fucking god-given body. same with ozempic like <laughs> you know like it's a little scary like it's crazy um oh my gosh no yeah i mean no i i completely agree. Like, everybody just went on a fucking jog on a fucking yog every day a yog. <laughs> and an apple a goddamn day will keep the doctor away seriously right. <laughs> like, like, seriously well and, I and i recently read like um uh michael pollan's book um it's called like literally how it's made or something that's not Ooh. true but it's, it's about like how all like food is made and it's like mm-hmm. if y'all actually knew what you were buying at the grocery store instead of just buying fucking local maybe we wouldn't all have cancer and be fat and be fucking dead and transitioning right yeah no i, I completely I mean, agree yeah. i completely agree i immediately apologize <laughs> no period like i don't know and and there's there's yeah it's you i sound like alex jones well. Yeah, there's like there's hormones in everything we imbibe every day. You know what I mean? Like there's just like yeah. there's there are That's things awesome. that I didn't consent. Yeah, the fucking fr- <laughs> there's just things I didn't consent to 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 drinking and eating or in the things I drink and eat. You, you know, know it's, it's not like, bad for fuck. you like taking a spin class. Like no, <laughs> taking a long walk. Honestly, you know, like I, I was surfing. Spend- any amount of Surfing. money on fitness and i will never feel bad about it i will pay for no classes, yeah, pay for yeah. exactly i do not care about credit card debt i you should not that's not real like health that is not real it doesn't matter and like no, you know, i spend like solving your health crisis is going to be 10 times whatever you like like waste debt. like i don't know like mcdonald's i mean like i like i look at my own finances and i i, I spend ten dollars a month on planet fitness and i haven't been going lately and i was like god it's kind of lame that i'm spending ten dollars if i don't go and i'm like no that's a pack of cigarettes that's the <laughs> fucking food you put in your body at mcdonald's that's two drinks that you drink when you're so drunk all the time it's like you bitch like just put it towards something that's good for you you know and the you crazy thing is like it's not only gonna like make you healthier and like look sexier but it's gonna make you like feel good Happier. too like even when i'm mad and i'm pissed at myself and i'm like oh, it feels so i'm yeah. like in the psychosis where i'm like i'm not gonna fucking work out because i'm like punishing myself psychically it's like when i do finally go work out i'm like damn i feel good afterwards i'm like walking home listening to like blood on the leaves right. by kanye yeah. like fucking <laughs> fist banging over the bridge literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah it's worth it it is it's so good for you and also, like, as somebody who grew up watching um, Biggest Loser with my mom religiously, like, as a family, growing up, Slay. it's like, honestly, you're not going to be upset that you took the walk with the family at the end of the day. Never. Just take a walk. 
That's beautiful. Take 30 minutes, take a walk. It's not a big deal. Lindy walk, yeah. listening to this podcast, like... <laughs> Go take a walk. You better be walking. <laughs> yeah. Go you... listen to any of my dumbass episodes and then you yeah. just sit down That's for a single Q Anon. Yeah, exactly. episode. You have yeah. to walk the entire time while you're listening to Yeah, I have literally walk. been working literally. on... <laughs> literally been working literally. on a short story for like a month about... um like a fiction short story but it has to do with like how when i was little like on big biggest loser like during the commercials it would be like you better be doing crunches for three minutes like bob barker on the screen he'd be like would. 50 crunches and like 50 like um jumping jacks my mom and i would do it we would work out during oh, yeah. the commercial break and i was like yeah. seven that's adorable <laughs> i mean it, it's something to do with your time you know that's why I love podcasts because, like, as opposed to social media, you can like do things. You can do dishes. Oh no, yeah. On a walk. You can like. I listen to this at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Tune your thoughts out and just like be active while some yeah. idiots ramble on in your exactly. ears about like whatever the fuck <laughs> exactly. they're talking about. Yeah. You just exactly. while they think for you. You're winning. Yeah, exactly. You're learning and you're working your body. You know, it's, it's the only way. Yeah, it really is. Oh. Yeah, we're doing a service. It's a selfless act. I do. It is. As I couldn't remember that guy's like last name like 20 minutes well, that's, ago. I'm I like... still can't pronounce it even when I read it, though. I was like, what the fuck? I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if I can read yeah. it or not. I'm not okay. going to pronounce it. No, exactly. Um, doesn't mean I don't respect him. Doesn't mean I shouldn't. No. I don't have the he's not right to being listened to. Get right. on the treadmill. It, right. <laughs> Listen to this. Make something of this. Exactly. Two hours. Exactly. Yeah, how long is this episode going to be? Right now we're at 207. So I can, you know, I feel like we've done. No, I I love it. I love a good, like, especially since it's like you're our first guest. So we're definitely like luxuriating in it, you know, like it's, it's been, it's been perfect. I'm glad. No, I'm, I'm glad it's a long one. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I guess tiptoe into longer episodes. I think brevity brevity is so much harder than than yeah. lengthiness. You know what I mean? So I, I I really respect like a like a tight. You know what I mean? Like forty minute episode is kind of amazing because I I we just ramble and scream and you know cackle and stuff, and then it's two hours. It's like wow, you know. Yeah, but, but if it's two hours, it's that many more calories burnt exactly two hours on a treadmill you could be snatched yeah Yeah. i will literally work out tomorrow when i listen to this you should yeah same exactly Exactly. it's so easy getting a train ran on me like like, (laughs) park in chicago exactly you could honestly prep ads (laughs) yeah while you're getting your prep ads you should like listen to our podcast while you get a train run on right (laughs) we should do a prep prep sponsorship yeah next time i go on a date i'm gonna play this episode for the date (laughs) he can just hear it two hours later no pussy he's like so mad (laughs) (laughs) you basically had me if you've listened to this episode you've had me you know what i'm saying you've had i barely bared everything i bared my yeah my whole yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good. I'm trying to think of a good question to ask um, our guests because I feel like Chris, you asked like the out. two truth. I know you asked them. Yeah, totally. Like, um, oh no, it's too gay. Never mind. What? What? Well, I always like to ask people when I'm like 
drunk, which I am, um, a little question about, I'm like, what was your first kiss? But I'm like, that's a little gay to have on this podcast about like opioid addiction. (laughs) I can tell this story. That's a good one. Hell yeah. Okay. First kiss. I dated this girl that went to a different high school and she, her name was Lindsay and I, uh, Lohan. Love it. <laughs> I think it was spelled that way. Too. <laughs> we were for some reason at my grandmother's house, and I really don't remember why. But she um, was from a different part of Mississippi, a more like rural part. And I feel like Ooh. at that time I was like going to drive to pick her up, and like kind of leaving my little suburban bubble, and then. We would I, I, so whatever I don't know what happened. We were in Jackson, which is where my grandmother lives, Mississippi, and um, she wanted to make out, and I was like, falling off the sofa, like leaning back, like like slowly, like my ass is like sliding onto the floor, trying to like, avoid it. <laughs> but it's, it happened. It was a thing, and then. My first guy kiss was in college, and it was just a guy I knew, like, had a crush on me. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But I was, like, although my although I was, like, physically, like, not, like, recoiling, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, girls' lips are so much softer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a little, it was a little, I mean, like, first kisses aren't supposed to be good, right? Like, both no. of them were kind of trash. Like, yeah, because I was like repulsed, and the guy because <laughs> a bitch like chapstick. Where's your like? Where's your like? Yeah, yeah cherry flavored chapstick. What the exactly? Fuck is <laughs> that is like yeah. That's like an existential question. To you know what I mean? Like you're realizing you're like damn. You know, it's like give and take. Yeah, it's not lost on me that your first um kiss kiss was like one of your like um straight female friends like forcing herself upon you in some way right. i've been for- i mean as, as i've been forcing myself upon my um gay guy friends exactly. in emotionally abusive ways for years so for, it all makes for, perfect yeah, sense absolutely um <laughs> no, 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 to her at all. <laughs> oh no yeah well my my I'm sure my gaydar didn't That's develop sweet. for years and years, and I just thought I just had these crushes on these boys, and then later I was like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> you know, the guys Izzy and I like are historically maybe like maybe like quote unquote straight in that they like can get hard for like a pussy or whatever, but it's like I guess they're gay. It's like, like <laughs> for all intents and purposes, no, spiritually they're more or less yeah. gay. Um, and half no, the time they then, literally were gay in high school, and I just didn't realize, yeah. It's uh yeah I also agree that a first kiss demands cherry flavored chapstick. If there mm-hmm. isn't a cherry flavored chapstick, it's not a first kiss. Fair. Oh yeah, Lindsay ate that shit. She she had <laughs> down like hot. A girl yeah. named Lindsay knows her cherry flavored chapstick. A girl named Lindsay, yeah, gives a Period. mean gives a mean kiss. Mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a real like other side of the railroad tracks love romance until i broke that's up with so her. romantic oh yeah. well get a letter down easy that's you know yeah. what and i've been her and you know what yeah <clears throat> she's better for it we now. get it we yeah, yeah we we've learned our lesson exactly. well, much worse to like uh keep the lie going like fucking Schwartz you're like married to her yeah exactly period <laughs> okay really, i like, the worst thing you can do and <clears throat> it really is break up with somebody 
Exactly. Hilarious that you just referred to it as Schwartz and Sandy because <laughs> her name is Katie, but it is Schwartz and Sandy that literally broke up his and Katie's relationship. Exactly. So it literally all fucking made sense, actually. Might as well be that. I'm not correcting exactly. you, I'm just pointing out the genius no. in like how That's like, what it is. boiled that down. That's it like is Schwartz and Sandy's. <laughs> Yeah, the tragedy. If it was written into a Greek tragedy, it would be called the Schwartz and Sand. Schwartz and like period. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I did go to their restaurant when I was in. What LA. the fuck? You went to Schwartz and Sandy's? What? Oh, Holy you, shit! You, should I have been protesting it? What are you just like surprised? No, no. But it's like, why didn't you immediately come out of the gates telling us how it was? Did you see anybody? Literally, yeah, I went and I ordered a, I want to say a Negroni that was like a different color than normal. And it was good. Sure, of course. There was this okay. older woman that told me ex- everything I should not order. So oh. I dodged a few bullets from good. her advice because there was a drink that was very like herbal and like sounded good, but she said it was not very strong and felt watered down. And Got so okay. I did not like the salad. But I loved the fucking like lobster corn dog or whatever the fuck Ooh. it was. Ah! Okay, I, I like the sound so of that. Yeah, good. It was so okay. Good. good. I would okay. go back. I kind of, I kind of feel like they're gonna do well. I feel like they're gonna make it. Maybe not like for the long haul, but for at least a few years, like they're gonna like at least break even on his, you know, his mom's like retirement fund that he. I know used. that he tapped. Yeah. Well, as like a freak attraction, they'll certainly get some businesses. Like, I want to go to the Scandival restaurant. Yeah. You know, but that's what I thought about. Um, Pump and Pump has closed. Pump's pump closed. has been yeah, leased yeah. by somebody pump else, was, and it's like Pump was. How could a Lisa Vanderpump made. business fail? You because kind of think. Went, went up to an insane amount. Like it wasn't that like area. their business not doing. Yeah, great. It was right. But you Schwartz and Sandy's was like doing literally better, and that's why. I think yeah. that their rent should be at least a little more stable than like the WeHo locations. No, totally. But, yeah. Um. Also, I want to mention. I was there, and if y'all, if y'all watched the most recent season of Vanderpump Rules, you may recall a host at Sports and Sandy's, very tall, thin, black, queer host that was in the background of a lot of scenes. Yes. Okay. His name is Israel, and he is he was, like, floating with me. <gasps> so, I, like, we were in their mutuals on Instagram, and I'm trying to get him to my <laughs> podcast. You- so... Have the, to. the the pick me jaws are dropped. Yeah, they're, I'm. They're, they're, I'm. They're, they're on my the mouth is floor. open. I'm. I'm dead. Because I know shook, exactly what I'm you're mad. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very tall, and now he's a host at Sir no, as well. Gorgeous. Ah! Yeah, he did. Like I know their filming schedule because he'll tell me like I'm DMing him, and he's sort of like telling me when they start filming. And... <gasps> you fucking bitch! You should hold on. Show. Hold on. Stop. I can't. You oh. And he uh, was involved with Sir's Pride event. Which right, that's huge. Iconic. So that's... he's going to be like, listen, he is going to be like the thing that makes this show, I think, work next season. Because I agree. If the producers are smart, he's friends with Raquel. Perfect. No, ah, no one can dislike this guy. No, he's the new era. Yeah. And he's 
a rising musician that already has oh. built-in storylines, hosting Sir and like starting a music career and being like f- friends with Raquel. It's like the perfect like thing to keep this show from like totally or totally, group of yeah. people from totally just like refusing to be around each other. Like I don't know what's gonna You're happen, so right. but if the producers are smart, like Raquel will be back and I hope so. This tall, like beautiful black queer man named Israel who works at both Schwartz and Sandy's answer will be like carrying the show. Exactly. Okay. First of all, the producers are fucking genius. Right. They are. Second they of really all, so many steps ahead. Second yeah. of all, how long have we been recording? Over two uh, hours? Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, you've never. And right now I'm learning about this. <laughs> I was just so excited to get out my it's actually, story. But... Totally. Literally totally, fucked up. You could have led with that. And we, I, I'm, I'm literally now. a hop, skip, and a jump away from fucking Jax Taylor for yeah, all I know. <laughs> I can see if like Jax follows Fingers him, and that's basically holy all the shit. That's an I need to DM him yeah. again. Actually, you like, should. He watches all my stories. He okay, I'm me. literally dead. I, it's not like I went and flirted with him. You know, it's like no. he was being a nice host. He was doing his job. It wasn't like, but he obviously came up to me and was like, sure, making conversation. And then when I found his Instagram, he followed me right back. So I mean. So if I was literally dating James Kennedy, I would fucking tell you bitches right away, is all I'm saying. What if you didn't know? I'm like, what's yeah. the key? What's the, like, withholding like we have here? Dream. Yeah. No, so I'll be mad at the future if it's withheld. And please give it to me up front. I've been trying to get into James Kennedy's DMs for literally months. If and when I do, you'll be the first to know, is all I'm saying. I would. I so. do my part, so it's like... I know. What yeah. the fuck? Full disclosure. It's a full disclosure policy. I, I, no, I, I accept... <laughs> I'm listening. Now you learning. know. Yeah. I'm listening. Thank you. <laughs> I'll do better. Do you want the manager? I am kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I hope. I hope we do. Shout, shout out to Israel. Out to Israel. <laughs> okay. I love. Re- okay. Yeah. I love. I love that news. I love Me that too. story. That is thrilling. Yeah. Wow. I love to hear it. It's my favorite kind of thing as a fan Mazel of production. Mazel Tov, yeah. It was, Cheers. Really, it was really exciting. I almost I almost like, gave him a ride to San Diego that weekend. That would have been so fun. I know. It would have been really I cool. get why you probably yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense maybe, but it's I love things like that. Yeah, he um it just has a lot going on and I'm I'm like playing it cool, of course. But For sure. For sure. That's what it is. But we can we can to. we can definitely like queen out about it now because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a slow burn. um i trust you yeah. to be you know perfectly coy about it um totally you don't overplay it you know it's no. you know it's like it's cute it's coy it's it's loose in the same way when izzy and i um instagram call james kennedy four times <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a night yeah, we so like far. called him on instagram there's like a photo of he me doesn't doing that. So we just keep calling yeah, he's like in England or like not. He's just like not listening during a set and we're Instagram calling yeah. him drunk. I was like, you should play here. It's like this shitty club in like Bushwick. I was like, it's oh New God. York City. He's like we're gonna be the ones in who Chicago like a week ago. He was at Sir recently bartending. Like he was doing a set while Jax bartended on a See You Next Tuesday event, and I, oh, right. I, I want to go. Let's go, no, bitch! No, you live go. close. My sister lives. Go. 
Okay, we my sister go. lives literally yes. in Costa Mesa. She lives so close to LA. Let's stay at her house. Let's go. I want to meet and bone James Kennedy. I want to <laughs> meet and bone Jax Taylor, but I won't because I love Britney. Oh, I know, he's so a married sweet. man. Pretty and I love Cruz, yeah. their kid. Their that's weird so baby. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I no, give him we... up. I gave him up the second that he met her. I know. I don't give a fuck. I know. James? I know. I'm gonna blame James him. is free game. James is a ladies' man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's too it's too doable to go to Sir and we should just yeah, we should all go. We should it's do so it. Well, but I literally closed down. Yeah. It's the place so to like easy. do the do the sightings at this point. Yeah. Like unless it's an event where you know people are gonna be there. If you wanna like randomly run into a castmate, I think Tom Tom is the spot. Ooh, that too. Oh they're all they're so close. Let's do a night. Let's just do a night. Let's do three of them. Easy. 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 It's so easy. Okay, yeah. we're gonna Go immediately above. start planning this in the group exactly. chat. This but... sounds like a good. Yeah, this is a good. Yeah. Holy exactly. shit! I want to do that. Uh, I do too. I do too. Wow. Um, well, it's been so amazing to have our first guest on. No, are you signing off? I hate it. No, it's just that you know we're at two twenty-two and it's angel numbers. Yeah, I have like friends like knocking on my door, like begging to be let in. <laughs> You gotta let the shivering in. cold in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Thank you, well, Chris, thank so, much you so much for being our first guest. You're the yes, best. So You've been fantastic. Oh my god, I'm so glad. Two very special ladies, and I'm so excited to hang out. <laughs> I hope everyone okay. um, listens to Cutenon and takes yeah, me please. all the time. Please go listen to Cutenon. Yeah, we love. Okay, well. Okay, it was. I'll see you in California you, when we yeah. go to fucking Tom Tom. I'll see you at Tom Tom, bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>